Hello, sports fans. This is Sellout Sports. I am Tori Rich, joined by Mike Mawson, and this is the Sellout Sports Podcast. The website is coming to you shortly. Uh, more, you know, uh, the apparel, like you, you say, you, you said uh, Mama Mawson wants a t-shirt, so we're going to yes, get sir. working on that. But guys, uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, as I have said, basically all, you know, this in, throughout the entirety of this podcast, we are headed for the best weekend in pro football. Because uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's not the Super Bowl. It's conference championship weekend. And uh, for all the reasons we are about to enumerate. So hit that music. I'm still Man, learning things. We're, what, 50 episodes or so? Uh, about? I think this is 36. Okay, so a little less than 50. Uh, Tori and I were just talking before the show about last episode, he couldn't hear the the theme music. And I was like, oh, that happens to me sometimes. It happened to me right now when I just played it. I didn't have this button press, this green little button with the ear. That, you know, that, that seems kind of it seems important. Like a, it seems like an it's icon like, that is telling you what you need to do. <laughs> It's like, hey, if you want to hear this, press this green button. It's almost like you're not a professional sound guy. <laughs> green, green means go and, and red means stop. And there's a red mute button God next to it. damn it. it. <laughs> Took me awesome. 36 episodes, only about 72 hours, but here we are. All right. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So you were gaslighting me. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys probably didn't even realize that last episode I'm looking at and pointing to my ears like, like, what's going on? What's going on, man? <laughs> Great. Figured it out on the fly. Oh, all right. Yeah. You know what? That's the important part, right? And uh, yeah. And that song, because I was, I was like, all right, I got to give credit. I got to give credit at the beginning of the show. Um, because I mean, we we as news people, we know, like, I mean, how, who listens to the other show? Nobody reads the whole article. So I can only assume people don't listen to the whole podcast either. Unless there's people that just listen just for history and holidays. That could be a possibility, right? If it is national today, let's uh, let's get something going. I know, yeah, we need to establish a deal with them because it's it's them and history dot com just you know throwing it out there for us. Um, but yeah, so thank you to Alex Grohl uh, off of Pixab Bay with the song "Noisy Neighbors." Um, so, like I said, I wanted to give credit first, and you know, I want to say this at the top of the show too: email us at selloutsports eight hundred two at gmail dot com. Uh, if you have feedback, if you have questions, if you want to. If you want to get your name shouted on the podcast for, you know, like, I don't know. And you, you can give us your takes. One of these days, we'll, you know, we'll just have you on. Because one of these days, we're going to have a radio show. And, you, and then we're going to say, like, you were there from the very beginning. It's like yeah. you, you, you were in the... You get a little bit more street cred that way. Uh, totally. I mean, if you're an original, it doesn't matter how batshit crazy you are. If you're an original, like, we'll always take your call, you know. We'll bail you out of jail. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> just thought of something. That I'm not even going to say. Oh, show, never mind. Fair enough. Um, I I think you. Never mind. All right. <laughs> All right. Listen, we're getting to this is the greatest weekend every year in pro football. Um, 
for I've already talked about why the Super Bowl is annoying. My wife hates me for it. I'm I don't care. I'm not apologizing for it. I'm sorry. I don't want to hang out with people that don't understand football. I still on the think Super Bowl. you should go to that. No, Super Bowl I don't party. want to. And 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 I and I mean it. And if any of those people are listening, is like, I love you. You know, it's 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 not you. It's me. It really is. It's that I know I'm a psycho and I'm no fun to watch a football game with. Oh, and so you want to watch it with me? It's like, so yeah, I would rather watch the football game with. Even though you and I are going to argue, at least like. It's like you and I speak the same language. It's like, again, it's like watching a military movie with, you know, with fellow Marines. You know what I mean? Like, like I, if I watched a military movie with you and you'd be like, oh, that was pretty cool. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? This movie sucks. Boston, that's corny. Like, Shut up. It's like, like, you probably think The Hurt Locker is a good movie. That movie's a piece of shit. If I, if like, I knew about it, um, okay, maybe I would. Yeah. Although we do agree on Saving, saving Private Ryan. But yeah, I mean, but, that's just I mean, who the, yeah, 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 I mean, who the fuck doesn't think Saving Private yeah. Ryan's a good movie? So, um, yeah, so I, so if I watch a football movie with you, like you and I are laughing about the same shit in a movie like Friday Night Lights, you know what I mean? Right. Whereas I, whereas other people aren't even paying attention, they're talking through the movie. It's the same thing with the Super Bowl. It's like, dude, I'm here to watch a football game, and most people don't even have the attention span to watch a regular football game, but they sure as fuck don't have the attention span to watch the Super Bowl, so they're not even paying attention when the game's on. And I know I'm, I'm basically ripping off Bill Burr's take right now, but they're talking through the whole game, and then they're paying attention during wait, the commercials. Wait, say, it, say it with the masshole accent. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, he doesn't really. Does he really have a masshole accent yeah, it's, anymore? It's, I feel like he's lost it. He's lived in L.A. too long. Well, right? when he's at Fenway, like it, it comes uh, back uh, out, right? They, 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 they're talking through the whole fucking commercial. Like, like, <laughs> I got my fucking Duncan. Uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Who's? I don't know. I feel like. The, I feel like uh, there's other comedians that embody that better. When I think of when I think of like Boston comedian, I think of the uh, the Saturday Night Live skit about Duncan. Actually, but, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, dude, I love Duncan. <laughs> yeah, ah oh, man, I do love me some Bill Burr though. So, and he's totally right. He's hundred percent right about all of it. So, I need to watch a football game like the Super Bowl or the Eagles in the playoffs or something like that. And I, I'm only like this about football too. Like I can watch any other sport and. It's not like I'm a casual fan. I just don't get like crazy about it. And it's probably because I don't understand it quite on the level I understand football, you know? So that makes sense. Um, you know, I, my casual fanness is about to start showing in a few weeks when I have to just like ask Moss and dumb questions about basketball on here. Hey, hey, we'll talk about it later and uh, we'll, we'll slowly ease into it's it. It's not like I don't understand basketball. It's like, I, it's just, like, the obviously I get it. Yeah. Not, like, I even think I understand some of the intricacies. I've been watching long enough and I played as a kid. So I know the fundamentals. It's just, you know, it's like, it's like, I wouldn't be good at, I'm not good at video game basketball. You know what I mean? I don't know how to like get, you know, like when I, when I do create a player, I play as a center. Because hey, like, everyone needs a center. Well, you know what I mean? But like when you do create a player in NBA 2K, you probably you probably make yourself a guard and that's more fun, right? Like I don't I, have I was fun. always like a small forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A little slasher type. Right. And, and like for me, like I can't do that because I don't like understand the, you know, the, I, I even understand it, but I can't do it in a video game. So I'd rather just be 7-4 and rebound and dunk and block shots when I'm playing the video game. Yeah. You know? No, that's fun. Yeah. It's so. a little Dukembe. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Just have those, like, what are the uh, the modifiers? So, mm. yeah, I'm a rim protector, rim yeah. protector rebounder. That's yeah, fine. And then and then you just do my job. Yeah. Do do your job. I mean, you're I mean, the offensive on. lineman of basketball. Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, I still put up 30 because it's a video game, but whatever. You know. 
and for some reason can shoot threes too. But it's a separate, you know, just when you need one at the end of the game. So you want you know? to be Rudy Gobert, both besides the threes part, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure this player doesn't exist, but yeah. Andre Drummond. So he can, wait, he can shoot threes now? No, no, but like besides that, just rebounding. I mean, he's like 6'10, but like one of the best rebounders ever. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think I think in the video game, it's probably like Gobert. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, we went down a little bit of a rabbit hole there, but that's not the last time we're going to talk about video games because NCAA is coming. You know, hopefully, maybe I'm already no fuck that. If it doesn't come this year, I quit. I just like I'm done. There's mixed reports, but we we don't. Are there, dude? You can't tell me that right now. I I just did. Fuck. How have we not talked about this already? That's devastating. Yeah, that's why we haven't talked. If this is not, if this doesn't happen, we need more positivity on this podcast. That's why we haven't talked about it. Fuck that, dude. That's the only reason I will buy it. Like, if you're getting a PS5, I'll get a PS5. It'll just be for NCAA, and then I hear you. Whatever That's the only happens, I would get it too. Yeah, but I'm not buying a PS5 unless NCAA is no, coming out. Yeah, same here. Sony, you're on the clock. What the fuck? Figure it out. All right, we got football to talk about, though. Real football, real actual football. I don't care. That's if happening the, this weekend. I don't care if the names are on there. No, I'm not done yet. I don't care if the names are on there. It can be Florida quarterback number 16. I don't care. I just want to play college football. Dude, I have a fucking 8-bit video game on my cell phone that's college football, and I play that shit, that retro bullshit, because <laughs> it's college football. I just want to play. I just want to do the recruiting stuff and, you know, like, fuck, figure it out. Did you ever uh, – I just heard that there was a um, – or I just learned, I guess I should say, from a different podcast. Um, John Walsh college football used to be a thing, like 95 before I never was, played it, but it sounds familiar. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to uh, this podcast called The Dog Walk by, by Barstool Sports Podcast, and they do like lists for every Monday. Like they do drafts, <laughs> and they were drafting their favorite video games of all. Like yeah. if you were on a deserted island, what would be the five video games that you bring? Man. And and somebody brought that up. A really good draft. I, you should listen to it. Yeah. when you have some free time. Um, Mixed I mean, between me, sports and you know, you know, cry, like a violent video games. What's, what's the name of the podcast again? It's called the Dog Walk. The Dog Walk. Okay. Yeah, it's a Chicago-based. Uh, I don't podcast. know what's 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 your first pick. Like, what, or is it, <laughs> I mean, like NCAA football. I think would be my first pick. Like fourteen. Like, like four, so the last one. Yeah, yeah. Um, or thirteen because th- actually no, thirteen would be because thirteen the recruiting was more. Like the recruiting involved. was better in that one, yeah, right? Yeah, and like it, it took more time. If you're on a deserted island, all you have to do and, is kill. And time, that was so. the one where your players would do dumb shit, and you might have to discipline them. Yeah. Or was that even a couple years before? I don't know. No, you could discipline them, and and you and could, they took it away in 2014, I think. Yeah, they could, and like the promises were taken away. Like you could be like, "I'll pl- you'll play in your home state," or um, and if you broke the promises, you, you lost yeah street credibility, cred and, and yeah. then nobody wanted to hire you, or you'd get fired. Yeah, dude. It, like if that shit isn't in there, because that's the thing. Because so, I actually, when I when I thought of it, what would be my first game? It was Madden 2004, Vic on the cover. That was so that like, was drafted. That, was like, that one was drafted. It was in fucking that outstanding, and it wasn't even realistic. It was ridiculous. Yeah. What, what you could do, Michael Vick was a superhero. Yeah, he's a cheat code. Yeah. Um, except you could put corners at at spy, and you could just play quarterback spy every time. They knew what play you were running, but you could spy him with the corner, and uh, you know put him at linebacker because that's the only place you could put a spy and. Because this is even before defensive hot routes and all that shit. Yeah, right. right. It, might be before have, hot, it might be before hot routes, it probably, period. It probably actually. was. Yeah, no, no adjusting the defensive line to slant in. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, can't slant in. You can't, yeah, you can't punch. You can't, you know, or slant out, whatever they want to yeah. call it. Um, yeah, man. So Madden 2004 was amazing. Like, there, was, there, was a whole, there were a whole combine stats, and they actually meant something, unlike, unlike in this one. Like, it's like, dude, 
And you had the mini games back then too. Not only has it not improved since then, it's gotten worse. How is that possible? And yeah, the mini games where you could like training would, camp, and that, like, yeah. training camp to help develop players. Players developed more based on like, you know, how good of a season they had and everything. It just it all made more sense. It was better. <sighs> Man, I didn't know that was not a rant I expected to go on, but that happens sometimes. Real football time. Uh, so let's get to real football. And um, so, yeah, it is the best weekend in football, though, for a lot of reasons. Uh, and I think we got I think we got the four best teams in the NFL right now. Uh, it, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessary. It's definitely not how the season started because the Chiefs weren't that for quite a while. No, they weren't that for the entire regular season, um, I would say. In and the I, last two weeks, maybe. No, they, you know, they started around into form and then it's just like. Just like I kind of feared all year, because it's not like I like this. I like Travis. You know, I, I like Travis Kelsey. Chris Jones is obviously a great player. I mean, remember, remember what we were talking about at the beginning of the year, though? And it was like you and I, one of our first big arguments was like, who's more valuable, Kelsey or Jones, right? Like that was one of our big it arguments. Was, yeah. And then the other big argument, which I was totally right about, by the way, is the Chiefs won the, the Tyree kill trade. And I mean, I don't really love it because I like the Dolphins. I like I like McDaniel. You know what I mean. But they won the trade. Receivers just can't. You know, I, I, you know would Tyree Kill have affected the game more? But that's but you know if it wasn't you know negative, negative fucking yeah. whatever. It, like obviously the weather played a factor. But Hill still got his deep ball. And I'm telling, I just don't think receivers like in that. You know, defensive players take it up a notch in the playoffs, and I think that is. I think that is evident. I think some offensive players do too, but defense is just so much more about heart and and you know and grit and toughness. And if that, just, if that game is played in a dome, Tyreek goes for one fifty. I'm not. I'm. I'm I, still not convinced that the Chiefs don't win though. Like, if if that's if that's all they get, and the Chiefs st- shut everything else down, sort of. I mean, like, yeah, maybe the the Dolphins put up twenty one, or you know what, but like. I don't know, man. I, I think I think there's just a certain some teams get it once it comes playoff time. And I don't I just don't think that big time receivers like yes, Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, we, we know Amon Ra is, you know, he's a big time receiver, right? But like they do the little things. Uh, like the the receivers that do the little things. I don't know. Those are the guys that are impact guys. And so I you're just, talking about the entirety of the San Francisco 49ers receiving core. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I am. And probably the Ravens, too. Like, um, you know, I don't know. I haven't watched Odell enough, you know, this year, uh, enough this year to know. But it's just like he's obviously not a culture problem for them there. So I got to I got to give no. credit where it's due. No, right. No. He's been exactly what they needed—a veteran presence in that room with Zay Flowers and you know guys that are unproven and even uh, Bateman and yeah, exactly Bateman. I mean, it's uh, uh, who's the guy that had the was it Taekwon Wallace that had the big punt return? Like uh, you know, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know. I just like I don't think that speed and flash is enough to get you to get you through. And I thought the Dolphins were tougher than that. I really did. Um. So anyway, that's um. But that's a couple weeks ago. But my you know so. Now here we are with the Chiefs, Chiefs and the Ravens, and I, Ed, I'm really afraid that the Ravens are going to lose this game. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs are getting four points right now, and I and uh, I don't know. I think the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. I just 
You're not sold on the Ravens defense. Is that what it is? Or you're it's, not sold it's on not the It's not that. It's just it's just the belief in Mahomes to find a way and get Yeah, I can't fault you there. I mean, it's I'm, I'd be a fool to argue with you. I mean, obviously everyone's heard it. Six AFC championship game appearances in six years. I, I mean, mean, here's the thing. Like I, some defenses have figured it out with mobile quarterbacks. And even Mahomes obviously isn't the same kind of mobile quarterback that, that Lamar is, but he's just as dangerous with his legs, if that makes sense. Because his vision it's is more manipulative. And Lamar's, no, Lamar's starting to get there. Like this yeah. year, it's, he's turned a page where he's starting to manipulate the line of scrimmage too. But I get what you're saying. Mahomes he's, is never going to. Mahomes is forcing you to make a decision. You're either going to come up and he's going to throw it over you. And if you don't, he's, he's happy to tiptoe the sideline. And I think for I think a big part of it, and, it, and it's hilarious to me that, it, that I wasn't hearing about how bad the tackles were in Kansas City until this week. I feel like I didn't hear it mentioned until the Bills. No, game. no, I, I've I've heard it uh, towards the. Uh, granted, you were you were before I started to hear it, but I, I started to hear it midway at the midway point of the season. Yeah, fair, well, fair enough. I mean, people were talking about the penalties. I just didn't think they were talking about like just it's just poor play. Period. But um, so anyway, yeah. When it comes to Mahomes, yeah, he's is he really a threat for an eighty-yard touchdown run? Like Lamar literally could take it the distance from anywhere on the field. <laughs> So Whereas, which it's is so it's insane but the thing is is Mahomes will always kill you on third down third and 13 might as well be third and five when it's with the Chiefs it, you know especially if you play man against him right which you pretty much almost have to do with like with because again Rice Rice is a, is a he's a threat Kelsey's a threat and 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 they just play, like you have to have somebody in man on Kelsey too otherwise he'll just always find the soft spot in the zone Kelsey's turned it up over the last couple of weeks anyway. And I don't, so it's not a lack of faith in the Ravens. It's just that you look at all these mobile quarterbacks and I'll throw like Jalen Hurts in here. And I think Jalen Hurts did not adjust to this is pass rushes are learning. Like, Hey, just don't go past him. Like you used, used to see it occasionally with mobile quarterbacks. Like I remember they used to do the mush rush against like Donovan McNabb back in the day. But it, like a lot of teams didn't have the patience to stick with it. Now teams have the patience to stick with it, and they just say, keep the quarterback in front of you. You might not get a sack, but you're going to force that guy that's not an elite passer to throw the football. Still well, in the pocket, yeah. But now Lamar can do it. Mahomes can do it. Again, we ended up with the two best teams in the AFC. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the Bills, they're obviously still in that conversation. They were hot coming in. Their record when they were six and five didn't really make a lot of sense even then. You know, they should have beaten the Eagles. Um, but yeah, Mahomes or uh, Allen came into that game 17 and 0 in games where he hadn't now thrown 17 and 1. What, yeah, was it, was it no turnovers or just no picks? No, um, no turnovers. So 17 and 0 with no turnovers, and then he didn't turn it over this game and he, he played well and then like just. Basically, it just came down to the Bills got stopped a couple of times in the second half, and that's all it took. And and then and the Bills even got the stop. By the way, you know, rest in peace, touchback rule. You know, on the fumble out the back of the end zone because there's no way they're going to let that stand anymore, which is so stupid. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I really hope. I mean, we had talked about it previously um, early in the season when it when it popped up, and and we had obviously gone back and forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, too many advantages to the offense as is, if you're going to go and try to break the plane and, and the thing again, it's like the, the nose of the football, like a, a whisker has to just it. go in front of like one, sh sh like 
one plate of grass that is painted white and it's a touchdown. Like the advantage is heavily in the offense's favor. So with that in mind, yeah, if you fo- if you lose control of the ball before it gets there, I mean, I have no problem with it. Again, what else are they going to do? What else are you going to do with that situation if the ball goes out the back of the end zone? Like, how are they even going to alter the rule? Yeah, you know the rule. You know what you're doing. You know what you're signing up for. If you want to do it, great. If it doesn't work, you can't. You can't cry victim at that point. That's just not how things work. There's, there's again. There's supposed to be a trade off for everything that you do. You you know what I mean? Like, if you're a running quarterback and you take off, there is a risk. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Is like you're you're going to cheapen what it means to score a touchdown, like. Like, yeah, reaching out, like, it takes balls to do it, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Man, was it? And that was, which receiver was that? Because they have. It was was, uh, Mikael Hardman. It was hard. Two touches, two Two, fumbles. Two touches, two fumbles. Yeah, Jesus. Um, Kadaris, Tony-like numbers right there. Yeah, Tony wasn't even active for that game, was he? No, and the Chiefs fans were. You know, throwing a parade because they're like, <laughs> our, like, oh, our receivers aren't going to mess it up. Well, <laughs> your chief, yeah, your receivers will find a way. Just, just give it to Pacheco, my guy. Um, hey, don't don't hate on Rice. He had no, a great no, year. No, no, no. I, I, I've given Rice respect, but I'm just saying at this point, give it to the man that's running really angry and getting over 100 uh, all-purpose yards yeah. a game. And he only has to do it for two more games. So yeah, yeah, feed him <laughs> definitely. So, um. I will say this, as much as I hate the Chiefs, and again, it really is just Mahomes that I hate, well, and Jawan Taylor. Um, but yeah, uh, seeing Jason Kelsey, uh, his being part of that game and just being shirtless and screaming in the booth, uh, even though his wife told him to be on his best behavior because they were meeting Taylor Swift that night, apparently. <laughs> like, and like you just showed me this, like, you know, before we started, this is amazing. Like, he. He went like all the way to the opposite. Did she say the the, the mother of this little girl? Said so no, opposite so, side of the stands. She was on the opposite side. Yeah, she was on the opposite side of the stadium. But um, she, so they he, they knew somebody. No, that their brother or something was sitting on that side, like right under the the suite, and was like, "Hey, come over here." And uh, so they did. And then uh, Travis Kelsey decided, or Travis Jason Kelsey decided to make a detour out of said suite. Um, a little uh, liquid courage, you know. He, he was feeling good at, with that pregame tailgate. Um, By the way, pregaming with Bills fans. Yeah, he's just a man of the people. No, he is. He 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 definitely really wanted to go through a table. He, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. And it's it's not like he's beholden to Chiefs fans. So he was just you know like he's there for his brother, but right. like you know. Yeah. So he jumps out of the suite and then he picks up this little girl who has a sign that that reads. Um, they must have been from Tennessee because uh, we saw it on the Tennessean um, website. This, the sign read, uh, first NFL game and Taylor Swift, best day ever or something. <laughs> this mammoth of a man, <laughs> hammered, just picks up this little girl and shows Taylor just like <laughs> like Simba. Like just, <laughs> hey Taylor, look at this. Nah, she's a big guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey Taylor, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, made that girl's life. You know, oh, she'll man. never forget that. Just and this fucking Viking of a man. Oh, what, what is it with grizzly men? Uh, you know, after NFL retirement, just uh, going to Buffalo and acting a fool because. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was was shirtless <laughs> shirtless in the Buffalo stands not too long ago. 
Dude, I this the, this whole thing was great. I I couldn't even be mad about you know I I guess like I mean I we we've already discussed. I don't like I don't like Allen. I don't like Mahomes. I respect their game you know to no end, but but they piss me off, right? So I wasn't really rooting for either team, but I guess I guess like things kind of tilted for me at that point. You know, just because it's like, okay, like Jason Kelsey's loving this. And plus I saw before the game, Travis Kelsey was 100% serious. I think it was the interview before the game. It was like the CBS sure, one. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said he wears 87 because that's his brother's birth year. And then like, and then they're fucking around and he's like, he's like, uh, you know, Jason was like, uh, yeah, you know, well, I can't wear his number, unfortunately, or I can't wear his birth year, unfortunately. And Travis was like, well, you wouldn't anyway. He's like, no, nah, I wouldn't. But <laughs> like, you know, there's just yeah. like, they're the best brothers ever. I mean, like, I, I, I hope that they do something, you know, entertaining, you know, because, you know, Eli and Peyton are fine, whatever. I mean, they're, they're pretty good, you know, but I think these guys will be way better. And if memory serves correct, um, I, I know that they were both on uh, Ucinzi. But I'm pretty sure Travis was going to get kicked off the team, and and Jason was like, no, like like, and he fought for his brother. I think I think Travis got in some trouble, if memory serves correct. Do you have and, any idea what for? No, and Jason lobbied for him to. It might have just been academics. It, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but uh, Jason lobbied for him and, and like kind of gave him a second chance. I've I've heard Travis talk about that and how appreciative he was because like that was his last chance. Like he wasn't going to go anywhere else, and and. Uh, you know, older brother stepped in, and he wasn't a highly talented right. guy. Out of exactly. A, well, neither one of them were. They were. I think they were both fifth round picks, weren't they? Exactly. And that's the other thing. It's just like you know, you can get away with some stuff if you're if you're a first round grade, right? Like yeah. The the leash is a little bit longer, but dude, they're they're so much more every man though. Like whereas like Eli and Peyton are both first overall. You know. They, you know, the Manning family, they're Archie's kids, and you know what I mean. So it's like I don't know. There's just something about these Kelsey guys, and they seem like like really good brothers. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, I hear you. So, all right, and we're back. Not even gonna try and pretend uh, with a seamless transition this time. We had to go let Jenna in. Uh, <laughs> she's <laughs> she, she she's part of the, she's an OG. She's part of the original crew. Yeah, she was yeah. here for the for the practice episodes, maybe the first actual episode. I don't yeah. remember, but so so Jenna's here. Um, We've got a crowd. My you know if if our voices are think, trembling a little bit, you yeah, know why? Yeah, uh, no, I think we, I think we we do better with the bright lights on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, now that somebody's here to to critique, right? So. We were talking about the Kelsey brothers, though, and uh, so I, I mean, was there anything else to add there? I mean, just like you know, just again, not just cool, the, cool dudes, right? I mean, um, yeah. So I, I think, I think basically what I was trying to get to was I'm talking myself into even if the Chiefs win, there's a silver lining, but they are the team that I want to win the least right now. Yeah, sure. like I think I'd be very happy with three out of the four winning. Yeah, and I wouldn't like hate it if the Chiefs won, but like just give it like. <laughs> it's kind of rich coming from a New England Patriots fan, right? But like, give it to somebody else once in a while. You yeah, know? okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Now, I do need to say this about the Chiefs too, though. As much as I can't stand Mahomes and his personality, I will say this. I mean, <laughs> to play to play the way he did, he played well against the Dolphins in those ridiculous conditions. I'll give him that. I haven't seen anything that's infuriated me from him for a few weeks. So, <laughs> okay. Trending and, in the right direction. You know, right, yeah, right. yeah. You know, like no news is good news as far as that goes, right? Um, okay, but like 
in reality, we, we have to give credit to the Chiefs for what they've done. They've basically, in the last five years, they've basically played an entire extra NFL season compared to teams that have missed the playoffs, right? Like, who hasn't made the playoffs in five years? Is it the, I mean, Commanders, right? Like, they played almost an entire extra NFL season. Oh, no, Commanders did because they... Oh, no, uh, they the Heineken, the, yeah. Yeah, they almost beat Tom Brady. But, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, Falcons? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe Falcons, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so point being, like, don't... Don't discount that. Like the the margins between great and terrible in the NFL are a lot slimmer than you probably think. And it comes down to whose body recovered better. I mean, that's why they pay, you know, these trainers and these nutritionists and everything like that. The the margins are slimmer than everybody realizes. And yes, somebody like Mahomes and Allen, those guys transcend to a certain level, right? But your body just doesn't recover, you know what I mean? So for somebody like Kelsey Mahomes to keep going back, playing an extra month every year, and just and just keep coming back for it, and like it's it is unbelievable. And like, and you know Andy Reid's run of and his record of making championship games, both for the Eagles on the NFC side, for the Chiefs on the AFC side, um, it's it's very similar. It's very Belichick esque, except one game shorter, basically. Yeah. No. Um, I mean- yeah, we we talked we touched on like the the lack of Super Bowls people in the AFC had under the Tom Brady reign, and it's starting like is Josh Allen going to be a victim to that? You know, like is uh, is Lamar going to be a victim to that? The and it's like what what else could Josh Allen have really done in that game except we talked about it at the very end? You know, Diggs was open underneath. He went for the big play, which I didn't think made any sense. I thought just under two minutes to go, third and it was no second down when Diggs was open underneath. It was second. He was he was very open, and then third down was a I think ended up being a terrible throwaway play or something, and and I and I said it, and you disagree with me, or at least at least you did at the time. I say fourth and nine, down three with about a minute thirty to go, and Mahomes would have had all three timeouts. I'm going for it. Yeah, I can't disagree with you more just because of the fact that your season's on the line there. Um, well, yeah, but again, I, I said if you, I mean you, you watched all of Bass's kicks earlier in that game. I didn't right? have a lot of confidence in. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of confidence in Bass. I texted Parker saying, "Why do I feel like he's going to miss this one?" Parker said the same thing. Of course, he misses it. Uh, you you still got to kick it. You can't. You're, yeah, okay, your season's on the line, but how many times... I mean, what did Mahomes do to you last time with 13 friggin' seconds? You're going to give him the ball back with 130, and in a tie game, you're going to give him the ball back with 130 and three timeouts. Are you just admitting defeat? Like, No, I'm just saying I want to make Mahomes have to score a touchdown. I think I think you have a chance to stop that. I think, you, I think your chances... And I think, honestly, I think the percentages are probably on my side. Not that I'm an analytics guy, but the flow of the game... I mean, it... If the Chiefs hold you there and make you kick a field goal and you have 130 for the Chiefs to go down the field, even though they've been playing good offense, like I, I feel like your chances of winning the game are, are slimmer. So you have to put the you have to put the game in, in Allen's hands. I respect the hell out of the take. I'm just I can't get there. I wish I could. I can't get there. And I think that's the only play that Allen really you know, that I can pick out that he didn't do the right things. It's like he should have just taken the underneath throw, 
Diggs gets tackled in bounds. Clock keeps running. Clock keeps and running. And with all that in account, how are you going to trust your season on the line? With, I mean, he played very well for the you know the whole game as you know the game in its entirety. But like that series, he struggled a little bit. Like those plays, like he wasn't executing, and and now you have to have it after I mean, a I'll, couple. Okay, I'll put. Well, all right. So on the second down play, honestly, Dave, it was Gabe Davis in the end zone that he was going for, right? Yeah. And he didn't get hit, but he got like he got disrupted by Chris Jones, and he might have gotten bumped too by the offensive lineman getting pushed into him. It was kind of a good. I mean, Davis was open. I, I just say the mindset shouldn't have been to look downfield. There is like I would rather like work the clock a little bit. I would rather make sure Mahomes doesn't get on back on the field with a realistic. I'd like I, I hate to say like hind, like in hindsight, but that's the right play. Like it, it's just as simple as that is to hit digs on the crosser. And I think you're right against 99 out of 100 quarter. I, I think you're. I'm saying again. I understand the respect. It, it literally respect. might just be Mahomes or Brady. I would say that about. But I do not want to give the ball back to them. I mean, it's it just it's just that simple. I I get it. I do. I just there's. I mean. I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers with his there's, Hail Mary, you know, like, but there's a very short Detroit. Yeah, that was the, well, and uh, Arizona too. He did it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a very short list of quarterbacks where I'm just like, nope. Like, football is so fluky. Fourth, fourth and nine is doable. You know what I mean? Like, like if it was fourth and 15, like, okay, you kick the field goal. I know, I get For, it. But football is just fluky enough to where they decide to. They kick the field goal. They they get it right in a different world. Okay, um, Mahomes has a minute thirty all three timeouts. They decide to take the kick return and they fumble. Like Mahomes hits a receiver who the ball goes through his hands and it's deflected. It's intercepted. Like we've seen those things happen too. Are you betting that's going to happen with Mahomes in a clutch situation? Of course not. But like. Football is a fluky enough game. Like it's not a guarantee that he goes down there and scores. I, I you have to extend your season, and the way to do that in that situation is to kick the field goal there. Well, it sucks. Know, it, it sucks, and like it's like what a what a terrible way for for a season to hey. end. Like you're you're thinking like okay. You know, Bills fans are thinking like you. Like this isn't great, but at least we're gonna tie it up here. Okay, we're gonna tie it up. And maybe our maybe our team makes a stop, or maybe one of those things that I just said happened. Instead, they miss the field goal, and it's just like knee, knee, like your season's over. Like you, you watch the ball yeah. sail right, and, and, then, I, and, and I, then it's I just, instantly over. Yeah, and I just want to be clear. I said this as soon as the second down play was over. I said, "What the fuck? Why didn't he hit Diggs?" And then I said, "If they don't get it on third, go for it." I said it right then. I said it to Casey. I texted it to my brother. I texted it to you. No, you did. You like, did. I was like, I was like, go for this. Uh, so, it, so this isn't this isn't in hindsight. This is uh, this this is what I would have done in that situation because I would have been like, I would have looked across the sideline or looked across the field, seen Mahomes on the other sideline, be like, nope, I'm not giving him the ball back. Yeah, and you also see that Kadarius Tony isn't suited up, so that that works in your yeah. favor a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you already know he's uh, yeah, and you know he's not going to throw it to uh, to McCall Hard- Hardman again. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, imagine him being in the. In, in that series, if it was tied, imagine if they put him out there. Two touches, two fumbles, and they put him back out there. Got to keep going back to him. I got faith in him. <laughs> got faith in my guy. Um, anyway, I, I got sidetracked from saying 
it's just incredible what the Chiefs have done. As much as I can't stand them, um, now I know what it must have felt like to be a, a Jets fan or a Bills fan going through all of the. Well, Jesus, the Bills have had the Bills have had the worst of it because they had to watch. The, they had to go through it with the Patriots and the Chiefs. They're getting the worst yeah. of it from both, really. Well, yeah, they just got you know spanked by the Patriots for two decades, but um, now they're actually competitive and they just have. Now they're the Chargers of the two thousands. Right, because they they can't get past that. Because there is that there's that part of me that's like ah, everybody gets past it eventually. Everybody gets over the hump. Like I think you know, they need a change. Um, and it's not going to be Josh Allen. I think I think McDermott. I think need it, to go. I still think it needs to be a McDermott too. I really do. There's just I, too much bad juju there, right? Like it's just like um, and I'm not even alluding to you know the comments because that you know galvanize them after that report i guess whatever okay yeah yeah well, i know yeah the, what the 911 comments yeah you mean, right or? yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. And, then, and then they got galvanized um, but cuz they went on a run like yeah the team you, well what no, al- I think, also I think they just okay got hot at yeah the yeah right what time. also happened ken dorsey got fired and joe brady got hired right so yeah, exactly. i don't think i don't think the change was really you know i i don't think i don't think McDermott was the catalyst for change let's put it that way no i agree with you they started running the ball when when Brady took over. And if you have too many ghosts, you know, following you around, something just needs to change. It is just that simple. No, sometimes. I mean, look, uh, yeah, look at Andy. We know Andy, even if McDermott is a good coach, right? Andy Reid was a good coach and something had to change in Philadelphia. Right. right? Like th- those things happen sometimes. Like it's not the, the message gets stale sometimes. Yeah, it happens. Um, <coughs> you know, so I don't know. Like, I, I agree with you. I think something has to change in Buffalo. And and you never know, man. Like, because you bring up a good point. The Chargers, Chargers never got over the hump with all that Ever. talent, right? Because like for me, I was thinking, oh well, the 49ers got past the Cowboys in the '90s. The Packers got past the Cowboys in the '90s. You know, um, yeah. You always feel like, well, yeah. And history tells you like it's going to happen eventually, and the, then sometimes it just doesn't. Yeah, the Eagles. I, I think it was like the Eagles were like, you know, they were battling past like the Giants. You know, in the in that in the early 2000s. You and know, how like, tragic is it for this for the Bills to be the ones that potentially don't get over the hump after getting over or getting there for you know three straight years and losing in the i mean line. dude honestly if any fan base understands what that feels like it's it's i mean it's me because as an eagles fan in the early 2000s it, there was no there was nothing worse than being an eagles fan in the early 2000s we lost three nfc championship games in a row just to go to a super bowl and lose and then lose another nfc championship game two two years later so I don't know. I mean, losing three Super Bowls in a row. Or was it four? Was it four? No, it was four for the Bills. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying there's like yeah, other yeah. than the Bills, it doesn't get any worse okay. than being o- an Eagles fan. Then. Okay, I didn't hear the. And other then of course, than. being a Red Sox fan pre two, which again you don't understand, but yeah. So pre 2004, <laughs> being a Red Sox fan was just as bad. So, um, and shit. Lately, being a Bruins fan sucks pretty bad. So. I get. I guess being a Maple Leafs fan is worse, though. In hockey, being a being a fan of Canadian teams in general. I mean, yeah. they haven't won the cup in a while. Well, you told- well, if you're a Canadians fan, you just suck at life. So, like, <laughs> so I don't, I don't care. Like, you can go fuck yourself. All right, fair enough. I mean, there's honestly no team I hate more than the Canadians. So, do you allow me to go to a Toronto uh, Maple Leafs game? Maybe you can go to a, you can go wait you can go to a game, but you can't root for them. All right, fair enough. The fuck are you talking about? I, why I would you Why would you root a- for anybody with the Bruins? I don't have an allegiance to hockey. Okay, no. What? I'm going to be in Toronto next month. I might just uh... for fuck's sake, dude. You can first Casey now. You Casey. I, I don't. I don't. Casey's a hockey. Casey's a quote unquote Knights fan now because because we, we lived in Vegas for you know. I've never six once fucking pretended days. to be a Bruins fan. Well, what the? F- 
I don't know. I'm going to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame the day You before. grew up in New Hampshire. Where, what else can you be? A Celtics fan. <sighs> God. I'm you, going to the Hockey Hall of Fame, and then I'll, I'm going to see the vibes. I'm going to, I'm going to see what, what gets me going. Listen, and then when I said we were, going to get, we were going to pay attention to hockey when football was over, that was with the understanding that we were Bruins fans together. Like, this is... Hey, this is a two-way. I mean, there's... <laughs> There's two people on there. There's two mics here for a reason. If you root for the Canadians, I quit right now. Like, I'm dissolving this business. <laughs> you can't. I didn't say Canadians. Okay, well, you, Maple Leafs. No, you can't root for the Maple Leafs either. You can't root for anyone in the Bruins division. You just can't. Do divisions even matter in hockey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, like, yeah, it's not like basketball. Okay. There's actually like... Hey, I said I'll learn. Maybe I will. Who knows? <laughs> Man. Where the fuck are we? Uh, okay, yeah, we got to go back to um, all right. Two teams, I'd be uh, I'd be happy to see either one of these teams win uh, win it all. Lions or 49ers? Again, I don't think either one of them's going to. I think it's going to be the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to see either one of these teams. I think the Lions getting seven and a half is way too much, so I actually bet that one. Um, the Lions got blown out once this year by the Ravens, and it was Week Seven. And it was kind of a weird game that just got away from them. Um, you know, like, I don't even think... That was supposed to be their litmus test because I think they had a pretty weak schedule before that. And then uh, I think people kind of wrote them off after that one for a little bit. Which, you know, didn't really didn't really pan out, right? Because, I mean, again, like I said, I think we got the four best teams in the league. And I think that that is kind of... I mean, the Lions should have won on the road in Dallas. Right. So, so they should be two. They, yeah. they should have been two in the NFC anyway, right? Right, right. Um, the Chiefs, you know, just proved that they were better than the Bills. You know, like I mean, in reality, they probably would have won that game, the Kadarius Tony game too, if Kadarius Tony wasn't an idiot, right? Because of the great play of Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it's funny um, how that works, huh? Like two kind of fluky plays and they Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, no kidding, right? Um so yeah, so we end up with one versus three. But anyway, so here's a couple of stats I saw online. So the Lions haven't allowed a rusher over 70 yards this year. Christian McCaffrey has 12 games over 70 yards. I'm surprised so, it's, at, it's only at 12. Um, well, I'm sure his total yards is over 70 every game. But, yeah, yeah um, all purpose for sure. Um, some games he probably just doesn't need to carry the rock that much either, right? Mm-hmm. But um, So something's kind of got to give him uh, in this game. And then I couldn't believe this one. Uh, and I think it was an NFL record. The 49ers hadn't allowed a 100-yard rusher in 51 games. Now, that might not mean what it used to. It's not exactly the steel curtain doing it to, you know, a 1970s NFL. But, man, to not give up a 100-yard rusher for 51 games, that's, that's three. That's wild. Three full seasons. And I think, I think the Steelers, if uh, I could be wrong on this, but I think the Steelers were on the other end of this stat. I, didn't, I think they just had a, their first 100-yard rusher for the first time in like 30-something games. I think Najee finally broke 100, but Warren's kind of Can like... that really be right? I, I think it... Yeah. I mean, it, you know what? It makes a lot of sense because that would be going back to... Oh, no, I wouldn't be going back to, to Roethlisberger, but even in the Roethlis, like in the Roethlisberger days, they weren't getting 100-yard rushers because they handed it off like 10 times a game. Right. And made, you know, 57-year-old Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> drop, drop back. seven yeah, times. Exactly. Yeah, it's so stupid. Oh. After they, after they drafted a running back in the first round. What a travesty that year was. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We talk about Mike Tomlin, but it's also, it's got to be management, you know, general manager, too. Yeah. Like, what are you oh, doing? Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so I don't think the I don't think the uh, the Lions get blown out here. The the 49ers didn't look unstoppable, not nearly as unstoppable as they have. Now, that being said, it's kind of like I said last week. Now, I thought both of these games were going to be close. I thought the I thought the Texans were going to keep the Ravens game close too. I was wrong about that one. Um I, I mean, I I thought there was a good chance the Texans won that game actually. Um Packers, I didn't think the Packers were going to win. They actually came a lot closer to winning and uh some might say even should have won. They were the better the, team for three and three, three quarters, three and, half, three and a half, three and a half quarters. And a half. Yeah, they I mean, they outplayed them for a good stretch. And that being said, like this is it's not an indictment on Purdy. I'm not doing this Cam Newton game manager bullshit. Like, no, I don't think like, you know what? If he's a game manager, then game manager isn't an insult because I get it. Like you call a game. Sometimes game manager means guys, guy that doesn't necessarily have all the physical tools. Right. But he's a damn good quarterback. So if he's a game manager, then that's that, that's not necessarily the insult that people think it is, right? Yeah. I mean, there was that. Do we one, have to get to levels of game managers at this point? I mean, I, Jesus, I don't want to break it down tears. that much. So yeah, tears of game manager. I don't, yeah, circumcising a mosquito, right? I'm I'm good. But uh, no, I I I respect Purdy's game. I think he's I think he's like I said, I think he's a damn good quarterback. Maybe we had him a little too high at number two in the NFL at one point. It's funny how the playoffs work. The cream just kind of always seems to rise to the top, even if they didn't have, you know, whatever quarterback didn't have a good uh, regular season record, Mahomes, right? Um, You know, Allen obviously had bad stretches, but then those guys, when the lights are brightest, they're the ones that are great, right? (sighs) I could see the Lions very easily winning this game. Again, it's the Kyle Shanahan factor. He didn't blow it against the Packers. He tried to. um, But, you know, and I mean, they're a missed kick away from going to overtime, and then then what happens, right? So, I mean, with 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 uh, Shanahan calling the plays, so maybe it's the year that he gets over the hump and he and he stops blowing games. But yeah, maybe this is the wake up call. Like you know, sometimes you need to win ugly in the playoffs, and and you can learn some stuff about yourself. Maybe that's this. I'm not sure. Against the Packers team, I don't think that's the game where you necessarily want to win ugly because the talent discrepancy should be higher than see I don't know if I agree with that I mean I think I think 49ers offense against Packers defense that's true I don't think the Packers defense is really there yet no that's but I think the futures yeah and I think the future is really bright but it's funny again we we talk about those two games where we expected them to be close ended up being the Ravens offense Eh, it was a little out of rhythm in the first half first half was found there you know found you know and I think it's again give credit to the Texans where it's due and then uh, when it comes to the Packers, you know, they played really well offensively. And again, they had their hundred yard rusher. Aaron Jones had the big plays. And, you know, so like they're Jordan, off- Jordan Love is now a certified gunslinger because he made the stupid mistake at the end of the game that, <laughs> where the the broadcast is literally talking about, you know, yeah, I know that sometimes I make the wrong mistake. And then. He's like, but I think I can do it. And then throws off his back foot across his body, across his body. On first or second down, oh, just like didn't. I think it was it. first down. It was right? first down. Did not need that there. Like didn't have to do it. Yeah. <sighs> and that being, I mean, and he and he played well. He played well. It's just like you know, in that situation, it's like why you didn't have, you didn't need it, you didn't yeah. need it. And the, and, and, the, and then um, the Niners linebacker uh, who intercepted it. To, oh, uh, to uh, Greenlaw. Yeah. Get the fuck down, buddy. What are Apparently you he and, so he and Fred Warner had something about, I don't know if it's a bet or if it was just a Fred Warner told him like, you need to get a pick six this game or something. And so it's like, dude, it doesn't matter anymore. Not there. Like, Not there. You held, you held onto it. Like that's good enough. I, 
<laughs> well, I don't know if it was. Uh, I was watching ESPN. Uh, I, it might have been uh, Dan Orlovsky, straight faced. I'm not sure if it was, but uh, an ESPN NFL analyst, whoever it was, straight faced is like tackle him. If you're his teammate, tackle him. Get him on the ground. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like unexpected, so he right. like he might fumble because of that. You <laughs> know, like, like, where'd this like, guy well, come like, from? Yeah, why'd you? Yeah, why'd you? <laughs> why are you hitting me? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> speaking of again, again for the Lions to get to this game, so the Bucks that was bizarre, and it kind of makes you question both coaches, like. Yeah, well, the, the clock management. The clock there. management. They snapped the ball with like 16 extra seconds, 16 seconds on the play clock. I, and, then the, and then the Bucks don't call one of their timeouts. Yeah, so to, I guess, they would have gotten the ball back. You know, gentlemen's agreement is what's being said, but it's the playoffs. And it's just like they could have essentially, if you do the math, if as long as they did like a long kneel, like uh, two or three seconds, they could have um, burned the rest of the time. They could have milked the clock that way. But I mean, I, who cares about relationships? They, they know, like they worked together, Bowles and uh, and Dan Campbell, I guess. Um, anyway, I get it. If the math but like, is, but like if there's 36 seconds left, or what was it, 33, whatever it was, it might have even been like 18. Call your final time out there. Like I don't care about a gentleman's agreement. Like you go to the podium after it doesn't work, and you say, "Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to tie up because they were down eight. I'm trying to extend my season. Like I, mean, I don't, even, I don't care it's about so the bad gentleman's that he agreement. said, and he said, there's no it way we matter. were coming. No, yeah. he said we there was no way we were coming back from that. It's just like it was a one possession game. It wasn't a two. It wasn't nine. Nine, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. It was eight. It was eight. I yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't get That's it. That's loser mentality. That's a fireable offense, if you ask me. I it's, don't even care less. Especially like, for what he said at the, the end. The, the like, odds are, yeah. I mean, it's less than a 1% chance that you do that. It's probably dude, less than 0.1% chance that you I do I know. That. We would be calling it a miracle. We'd be calling, you know, the, the... Hey, but those things happen. Minnesota miracle. Exactly. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. Minnesota miracle. Miami miracle. Um, I, mean, yeah, I guess the, it's alliteration. Right. But, no, it was... Uh, miracle at the Meadowlands. Yeah, it's it's alliteration. No what's, no, what's the dumb one I told you about where the Saints did it and then he missed the extra point oh, that yeah yeah you like, told me about that yeah I, I don't know the name but yeah, yeah they had a nickname for it too <laughs> fuck i can't remember um anyway so uh anyway i do think the lions i think one of the thing one of the places that they're vulnerable is if mccaffrey can get going just a little bit i mean just talking four yards a pop i think this secondary is is vulnerable to play action so and i think that and and that's when Purdy's at his best. So I think the 49ers going to need to come out and they need to run the ball. They need Trent Williams to beat up Aiden Hutchinson a little bit. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'm on the Niners and it's just because of the fact that I don't think um I I think you're exactly right. I don't think the Niners are going to find themselves behind the sticks very often and that seems to be the only time lately at least that the Lions have had some success defensively is when they when Hutchinson can key in on a third and you know eight and put his hand in the ground and, and get to the quarterback yeah you know uh, um but i guess i wonder like is you know is williams the same guy at this point in the season as he was in the beginning you know like some guys wear down you know what i mean like and, and do you expect it from trent williams no but i certainly don't expect it from aiden hutchinson at his age you know so um 
I don't know. I I, I think Debo, I think the Lions. I, have you heard about Debo? I haven't actually. I'm the, I think up. I I just heard Debo's you know questionable, but no like um no fracture and no fracture this time in the shoulder that was fractured. Yeah, so it's so, so it's hurt. It's, um, so it could be bullshit. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Where they're just gonna put him out there anyway with like a you know decoy or uh, yeah. well, decoy. Maybe they will throw it to him. I don't know if he if he can move his arm, but. You know, one of those things where, like, he probably shouldn't be playing, but it's the NFC Championship game, so yeah. fuck it, you know. Um, you don't get you, – you just don't get here that often, you know. And that's the other thing is, like – Well, the Niners do. Who's – uh yeah. Um, but who's healthy? Who's not? You know, like, th- those things matter. Some guys aren't going to play – again, maybe it's going to come out that, like, Jalen Hurts was injured all year, right? Oh, like, I think he was. You know, so, like, yeah, I mean um, – Like, seriously injured, you know. Like, maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Um but that happens to everybody. It's part of the game. So. Back to hockey for a minute. That's my favorite thing about hockey is the injuries that come out after the playoffs. It's like, yeah, that guy played with a lacerated spleen. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah, Patrice Bergeron could have died because he had like a fractured rib that could have punctured his lung or whatever. <laughs> like, like, said, no, I'm out there on the penalty kill, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Z- Zdeno Chara with his jaw wired shut. Yeah. And like, like, man, and Different th- breed of... Of human beings. I'm so glad those guys at least got one cup together. Yeah. Like, Jesus. That would have that been tragic if they never got one. Um, all right. So, like I said, I'm, I'm happy with, with either team winning this one. I like the 49ers style. Obviously, I like the, you know, the way the Lions are constructed. I like their coach. Um, so, we'll see, man. I, I uh, Again, it's, it's two teams with receivers that do the little things that I like. You know, so I'm all about it. Um, and I think the Lions can keep this game close. And I think if they do keep it close, because it's Kyle Shanahan calling the plays, got a chance advantage. to win. Yeah, advantage so, might go Detroit. Seven and a half just seems like too much to me. So I'll take the Lions on, with the points. Um, but, yeah, as for the guys that, you know, are already done this season, it's been uh, quite a bit of a coaching carousel. We've talked ad nauseum about Belichick at this point. But I'm just going to. I'm just going to thumb my nose at you a little bit. Um, I don't think Belichick's getting a job. Yeah, I mean, probably not commanders, although that's still in play. I mean, he does have roots to, well, I don't, I mean, they haven't interviewed him. Have the commanders, has there been a leak on anybody that they've interviewed? I haven't heard any interviews with him now that I think about it. No, it's just kind of weird, right? When, I mean, it's a new ownership group, so it shouldn't, you know, like if it was Daniel Snyder, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. I wouldn't interview. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think uh, we talked about it, but like they hired Bob Myers, the, Warriors GM to go in and like do and conduct a I wonder if coaching search. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. They, they're they, just like no, they also along with him they they brought somebody with football background. I know, I know, background. I know, but I still think it's. I mean, it's it's analytics bullshit. I'm not, I mean, the Browns did that with a, a baseball guy. I think that's stupid. Football's football. Not any like, baseball guy. It was it was money. It, it was money ball. Guy, no, it was no, it wasn't Billy Bean. I think it was a money ball guy, but it wasn't. Uh, okay. It wasn't Billy Bean. Gotcha. Who was with um, the. Mm-hmm. Bills, I believe. No, that's Brandon Bean. I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. I don't. Th- that uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, maybe they're related. I don't know. <laughs> <Was there? laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Mike and I were just debating. We didn't know if uh, Patrick Matumbo and Dikembe Matumbo were related because they, they. I was like, oh, are they brothers? Because it sure can't be his son. Looking at Patrick Matumbo, turns out they're not related. Whatever. But, but, but Dikembe is 57. Looks good. He looks good for 57. Good for yeah, good yeah. For him. I guessed 58 just off the off the top of the head. Yeah. Humble brag. 
I, I don't do that. I don't do the humble brag. <laughs> That's like, like I said, I'm, I'm shaking my ass right now about uh, about Belichick not getting the job. I told you. told you nobody would want Yeah, it. so what's left? Um, Commanders, Seahawks, and is there another one out there? I think that, no, that's it, isn't it? But, yeah, um, no, I think that's it. And we got, and it's Belichick and Vrabel are both still out there, which is it's, crazy. It's it's wild. Um, maybe do you think Belichick will take the offensive coordinator job in Philly? <laughs> they didn't hire an offensive coordinator yet, right? I know they fired, no, they, they hired uh, Fangio at D coordinator. Maybe uh, maybe Vrabes comes back and does defensive coordinator. We're still the Patriots still need one. Um, uh, do you think he would do that? Do we? He would work for Gerard Mayo. When uh, he was like a veteran on when Mayo was a right they played they played together but v- Vrabel was a veteran and Mayo was was, like was a, Vrabel still around in 08? I think that's the year he got traded, wasn't it? I think it might be. Uh, so I think it was, so they 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 shared the locker room for a little bit. I, I think I don't <laughs> think Vrabel's too proud to do that. I know he wanted more control in Tennessee. I just think he hated the general manager in Tennessee. I think that's all that boiled down to. They traded AJ Brown for a bag of footballs and he didn't he didn't really appreciate that too much on draft night without being in the loop and then uh i think if rabel's been on the street this long it's because he know he wants to go back to college though right do they do they do the do the buckeyes do the double patriots dip i mean they just got billy O. do they get do they get rabes back i mean he did coach at ohio state maybe i don't know crazy uh, okay, so obviously the big one though. Uh, so Harbaugh goes to the Chargers. I'm bummed. Obviously, I wanted Sirianni to get fired, so Harbaugh will come uh, coach the Eagles. See, you know, uh, what was it Orlovsky said that th- this puts Herbert, you know, into the stratosphere with Mahomes, Allen, Jackson. Like, I don't know yet. Um, I think you have to prove it before you can say that. But I don't. I don't hate that take. Mahomes, uh, Mahomes might still be on a level by his own, but the the Jacksons and the Allens, I could I could see him elevating to that level with a with a competent coach who's has a proven you know history of winning. I I don't think that's too far of a leap to make, but I don't think you can put him on Mahomes. I mean, it's not just on Herbert to prove that though. I think I think we we need proof that Harbaugh can come back and coach in the NFL. It's, I mean, uh, I mean, why are we saying he can't? I'm not saying that he can't. I'm saying where's the doubt? Mm, Sixty years old. I think that's part of it for me. Um, I mean, uh, and how old was you Pete get used Carroll to you get you and, get used to the college world. You get used to not every game is a difficult game in the NFL. Every game is difficult. You know what I mean? I think I think the NFL is different because you do have to bring it every week. If you're Michigan, I yeah, every once in a while, if you don't bring it against Rutgers, you get caught. But most of the time, yeah. But you're, the thing you're missing there is. Um, you're recruiting 365 days a year. There's no off button when it comes to college. Okay, football. but that's still not. I know, but it's still not. There's no off button for pro football either. It's yeah, just, but it's more. But it's there's more no schematics. Like you can focus in on, on developing schematics a game plan, like right? blu- like blueprints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> schemes. Yeah, it's late. Oh, Wemby just. <laughs> he's too tall. Um, it's it's a little ridiculous. But I mean, you can just focus on the scheme. Like you don't have to worry about is this guy going to transfer. Do I have to go to this high school kid's living room to get him to flip or commit or do all these things? Like you I'm can not, just focus. I know, on but personality. you're saying this. I know, but you're saying this like I'm saying one job is easier than the other, and I'm not. I'm saying they're two different. It's apples and oranges, is what I'm saying. And he's, but he's already been at the NFL level. Like I know, and I'm just saying, all I'm, I'm just saying, 
for sake of argument, entertain it with me here. I mean, you don't have to. We can just we can just argue here, you know. But I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying we don't have to agree. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. You ever hear that song? Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, you actually know that one. Okay. All right. Well, what I'm saying is maybe he's adjusted to the college life, and, but maybe you know, and he never won. He, need, he didn't win a Super Bowl ring, right? That's so, why. That's why he made the jump tour. He wants to right, win the well, Super Bowl okay. ring. That's, and and hey, I and will he say this: wanna, he doesn't want to face the sanctions that he would face at the University. Uh, of sure. Right. Um, let's let's just, <laughs> nothing to do with that. <laughs> um, so. I think we, you know, this was by far the most attractive job. Um, yeah. So my only, my concern there is just this, like kind of how we were talking about the Bills, it's just the stink of the organization, chargering. Can, can he fix chargering? Like, or is it just, uh, is it a cursed organization and franchise? I mean, <laughs> because, yeah, like, because they used to be good enough to where they would, let their fans down in the playoffs in like a big game, right? They'd be up twenty one and then they'd they'd lose that. You would think a competent coach can overcome those kind of demons. And obviously that's why they make that higher. But is it just uh there's something to be said about cursed franchises. It's a real thing. I don't know. Yeah, well I think, you know, again, cursed franchises always get over the hump eventually because unless you're the Buffalo Bills. Because it's uh no, it's all scripted. The Bills will get over it too, right? Oh, that, yeah, so, I forgot to read the Taylor Swift yeah. script. Yeah, yeah no, the, the script is, it's all written out, so don't worry. Have bit. you have you seen that um that conspiracy theory that was floated around? Uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously gave it some light because big big conspiracy guy about the colors of uh, Super Bowls. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, what brought it up on McAfee or something? Yeah, but I've like, seen it. I've seen plenty of memes about it. About so. how like oh, so it's I gonna be who's gonna be in the it's Super gonna Bowl. be the 49ers and the and the Ravens this year. And next year it's going to be the it's green, so it might be the Jets the, or the Eagles. Well, it was, yeah, it looked like Eagles and Eagles and uh, Steelers, maybe. I, I forget. Know. I forget the other color, but I. It might have been Eagles. It might have been purple again. I'm not sure. We'll have to mm. go back and, and look. But I mean, purple purple could mean Vikings too. So true. Um. Anyway, where were we? Chargers. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's probably the guy to get them over the hump. He's a big personality. He can draw a lot of the criticism away from bad quarterback play or whatever it is. And I mean, Herbert, I mean, Herbert's stats actually were pretty good. Even QBR, he was like top five. And it, so it's like, I mean, it really is charging. It's like, what is like, it, it doesn't make sense, but also, you know, in big situations, Herbert didn't play well. So, like, is there like some sort of no, you know, lack of clutch gene there, or something? You know what I mean? Like, can he can he win the can he win you a game? Right? He cannot lose you a game. You know, like he can also lose you a game. But sounds Plus, a lot like uh, Chargers quarterback of the past, really. But, well, uh, yeah. Well, uh, the funny thing, I mean. Harbaugh is a Chargers quarterback in the past, <laughs> too. So. At 99, 2000, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I, you know, I think the Chargers situation is interesting. Like, you you know, we've kind of said, like, yeah, the Raiders will kind of probably lose that momentum with Antonio Pierce, unfortunately. I hope that's not true. Um, Broncos, who the hell knows what's going on there? I mean, they're probably – I mean, they got to be drafting a quarterback this year, right? Um, maybe, you know – I don't think the Chiefs are like headed for any like massive downslide, but if Kelsey does retire, 
might be a little bit more middling for the Chiefs because I it's it's just hard, man. It's hard like it's hard to know what the Chiefs really are. With Mahomes, with that, they're always a contender. That's just yeah, the nature. Of it. Um, the the whole thing's bizarre. Again, it's just it's find a way to win. It's ugly, and the, you know you gotta you gotta kind of respect that that they're winning ugly right now. You yeah, know? because they, they've never they've never had to do that. So when it comes down to it, to have that winning identity and just knowing how to win games, I mean. So is there a path for the Chargers? Because they were my dark horse this year. <laughs> See, I'll brag all the time, but I'll admit when I'm an idiot too. And I said the Chargers are going to win the division this year, and I liked the value on their you know futures odds and everything. Um, maybe, maybe I was a year too early, and maybe maybe next year's the year. I think I was two years too early, or no, I was too. I was probably a lifetime too early. I was on the Broncos two years ago. I was off the Chiefs two years ago. I came on this show earlier this year, and it was like I'm not going to rule out the Chiefs. I did it last year. And then I looked like an idiot early season because the Chiefs actually looked bad. I was like, "Oh damn, I'm a year, you're behind." But here we are. Um, I mean, I you know I look smart about the Chiefs for a long time, and uh, I don't think that I can really, I don't think I can support that take anymore if they're in the conference championship game. And I certainly can't if they end up winning a Super Bowl. They you know if you win at the right time, you win at the right time. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still right about the Tyree kill trade, so. And Chris Jones being more valuable than uh, than Travis Kelsey. As much as I like Kelsey, I really do. At that contract, Kelsey's more valuable. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, especially when Chris Jones is out here getting a million dollars in week 18 for a sack. Um, Incentive bonus. Yeah. No, and his salary is literally double Kelsey's now, isn't it? Something like yeah, that. I think it's around 26, so, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Um, so the Chargers, maybe it's their their year next year with Harbaugh. Maybe it'll take a year, but we'll see. Um, but they, yeah, they needed a big personality. Anyway, Panthers, interesting move. Uh, Bucks, Bucks offensive coordinator. Obviously, you know he did he did some good stuff. I thought I always thought Mayfield, uh, Baker Mayfield, got a little underrated. You know, coming out of Cleveland, it, it, you know, some of it's on him, sure. But you know he had a, he played through a shoulder yeah, injury, every, shoulder. you know, like um, so. I just thought I thought uh, Mayfield kind of got a bum rap, and so especially he, like the irrelevancy of the Cleveland Browns. We've touched on it before, but like he turned dumpster he, fire, like zero and sixteen Cleveland Browns to a playoff team in what two or three years? Yeah, I mean, like how on. does he? Yeah, and it's not like he did that by himself. But of course he, not. But he was he a, was the a part of that. I mean, you, again, you talk about Harbaugh being big personality that the Chargers needed. The Browns needed a big personality and, and a kind of a lightning rod, and Baker Mayfield was ready to be that. Yeah, good point. And uh, he made himself some money this year, either in Tampa or elsewhere. I mean, if I mean, if the Bucks don't find a way to sign him, uh, you know, I mean, they got to franchise him or something, right? Like you would think. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it's not like you can't let him walk, but it would be a dumb move to let him walk. But it's interesting. It's like, I mean, how long is Mike Evans going to stick around? And you know him go, him just like checking up for Mike Evans was part of it right and we're kind of we're talking about Dave Canales to a certain point I, you know Bucks former offensive coordinator Dave Canales getting the job with the Panthers i already i feel like that's a dumpster fire like yeah I, that's I, a, I, like you just hear it and it's just like that's not going to work i mean you, you know like it, it's it sucks for Dave Canales like i'm not familiar with you you know 
don't you feel like you would have seen flashes with Bryce Young already? You know what I mean? Well, that's, what, like, that, that's, what, I, that's what I have here. It's like QB whisperer, right? Like that's Dave Canales. Uh, you're going to need a lot more than a whisper with, with Bryce Young at uh-huh. this point. I'm sorry. Like you're just setting yourself up for failure with that, with the structure and the front office and the ownership and the instability there. I mean, you got your owner throwing beers or whatever he was throwing, a drink at opposing fans from a suite. I mean, that's just childish behavior firing coaches left and right in all of your in your, in your soccer team and your football um no accountability there and uh and and yeah and, and now you're going to the you know the QB whisper offensive guru who you know is going to be tied to Bryce Young obviously the number 1 pick and you didn't see a lot out of Bryce Young he he did some things at the beginning of the year but a lot of the a lot of the faults about his size and you know th- those provided challenges for him and he wasn't good <laughs> like was he was he average maybe maybe but you don't you can't you can't live with average when you're getting the number 1 pick and then you're you're not getting this year's draft pick because of that I'm not going to say that the Bucks could have done this or should have done this or anything. It's just kind of interesting. Again, we said what Raheem Morris said after the game was fireable offense for us. It's like, yeah, it was no chance we were going to win that game in that situation Top, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, Todd Bowles. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Where, where's Raheem Morris? Sorry. He, he's coming up. Um, yeah, my bad. Um, right, right, right. My fault. Um, okay, so, yeah. So Todd Bowles says that after the game, and it's like, if Dave Canales were that great, like, wouldn't you actually just say, you know what, Dave Canales, why don't you stick around as head coach and we'll and we'll fire Todd Bowles, right? After that, you know what I mean? If if he was that big of a deal, right? Um, because here's the thing, you, Bryce Young, do you really even do you really even need a quarterback whisperer? How much do you really need to be tied to him? Because the because the contracts aren't prohibitive anymore with rookie quarterbacks, so it's like. Yeah, it's an investment, and he's probably you know he's making eight nine million this year or something like that. But it's nothing crazy, you know. Whereas opposed to like, again, I think Matthew Stafford was the last one to get the big first overall pick contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like yeah. So if he had a bad rookie year, it's like okay, heads are you know it's time for heads to roll. Find somebody that can fix this guy, right? It's not really like that anymore. It's because of the rookie pay scale, but so it's almost more like if you're going to franchise or if you're going to get stuck in a Daniel Jones situation with Baker Mayfield, which I don't think, I don't think Baker is Daniel Jones, but let's go with me. I was thinking, yeah, you know, I was thinking along the same lines when we're talking. Yeah. Again, well, we, and we talked about, Hey, Baker Mayfield might be the guy. and, And even though I like Baker, he might be the guy for the NFL to say, Hey, things have gotten a little out of control with the quarterback pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good, that's a good, yeah, that's that's the model for that. It, it, how much is Baker Mayfield getting? Right, and it and it's like he's probably looking for a Daniel Jones kind of payday. So the Bucks probably maybe only franchise him, right? Maybe franchise and trade him. I don't know. Um, that's an option too, right? Um, I don't know. You think there's a, there's a team that would give up two first rounders for for Baker? No, I don't. Think and so. I. I I'm a Baker fan. You're a Baker fan. I that's that's a dumb decision. Like two late first rounders, maybe if you're a team, if you're a team that has a retire, but who has a retiring quarterback? This, I mean, Jets. Two first rounders for Baker. Two late first round because because you think you're going to be two late first rounders with Aaron. I don't know. I don't do it. 
I don't think I do it either. But it's a it's worth it's 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 worth consideration, but I don't think I do it. There's really nobody else though. It's Aaron Rodgers. But like, I, all the other quarterbacks are young, right? I can't be like. But I want to get back to your Bryce Young. Um, yeah, take. sorry. Yeah. Um, my problem with that is is mostly what you gave up to get him, and you don't want to be tied to your, uh, you know, previous decisions for too long. That's that that can hold you down. But like, you don't have a first round pick because of you know because of that this year, right? Like, like you don't. You, <laughs> you're the worst team in football and you don't control the number one pick. And like, how can you give up on Bryce young after one year? You know, like he showed some flashes to where you got to give him a second year. And the flexibility that you mentioned is it's, it's not going away. Right. Um, well, maybe, the- maybe you're worried about the return that you'll get if, if you put him out there and he doesn't perform well again, Maybe his, you know, his value obviously goes down, but I don't know. It's just, it's too tough to. I don't know. I, I just think you could bring in competition. I'm, I'm not opposed I mean? to that. So like what, in like, that scenario, like, I mean, think you, about, you're talking think about, about like a veteran journeyman or what are you talking about? Uh, like a Baker Mayfield type? I was just going to yeah. say like, like, think about it. If Baker had been there this well, year. He, he was there last year and <laughs> it's something to be right, said. But was, about he, but was he, was he, he was even healthy pra- yet? Was well, he even healthy yet? I don't know. He was healthy enough to play practice squad uh, was defensive that, end. Wasn't that a walkthrough <laughs> day? Who gives a shit? Like, whatever. He was just being a fucking goofy fuck. But, um... No, uh, I get what you're saying. And yeah, so they don't have the first round pick to replace him with. I mean, I don't know. You can find quarterbacks in the second and third round, though. That's been proven time and time again. So I don't know, man. I um, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And you can probably take a flyer on like a Michael Penix Jr. Like, I don't think he's going first round after after his latest performance and just his injury history and age to begin with. I mean. With his injury, I, I mean, I don't know how much Penix is going to end up on the field anyway because of his injury history, you know. But we'll, you know, we'll see. There's there's going to be a lot of talk about his knees and everything during the combine. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's going to. He, we'll he's going to go down. Time. We'll gonna have plenty of time down. to talk about that. No, I know. I'm just throwing the name out there off the top of my head. But uh, so yeah, on to you know the Raiders, Antonio Pierce. Yeah, uh, you know we talked about like I mean, I I, I love you know defensive coordinator i think that i think he's got the personality and who knows man with the right personnel but you know now you're going to be bringing in a young quarterback with a defensive coordinator who's you know who's running the offense in las vegas so it's just kind of a you know i do believe in that bring in a quarterback guru for for a young quarterback and get him started the right way i do believe in that you know but i think this was the decision that had to be made and it had to be made after they failed to do this two years ago with their interim then that everyone wanted sometimes things yeah like you, you know sometimes you just your plan have to correct your plans your get mistake. fucked up i'm sure antonio pierce wasn't the plan and he and he was so good that he, he proved, forced himself to be yeah, exactly the plan. You, you, they for, he forced them to do that which the I mean, locker room you know like the one thing that we don't know much about is like what does the locker room think right. and that and that matters so we only get to hear what they want us to hear right um so uh yeah, Titans bringing uh, uh, Brian Callahan. One of those ones where it's like, you know, again, you know, maybe Vrabel was one of those ones where they had to change the voice, you know, like, but I mean, but is he really better, you know? Um, yeah, so the, this one for me is another, you know, QB whisperer, uh, worked with Joe Burrow, obviously Browning this past year, 
um, Derek Carr and previously Peyton Manning. So he's, he's worked with a lot of successful quarterbacks. Um, I would have won defensive guy here with, with just with Tennessee. Um, you have a young quarterback in Will Levis, but um, I, I don't know. Do you Would you want an offensive guru for, for Will, Will Levis? Like, are you going all in on Will Levis? After spending a late pick on him, like a late first or early second, or, or it wasn't a first. Um, because, was, yeah, obviously it wasn't a first. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I like Will Levis again. Like he like showed I said, flashes. I, he showed flashes. He definitely did. To me, he showed flashes of leadership. Do I think he's smart enough to? Uh, I mean, you know, with, with a little bit of age and wisdom, he might actually get down on the ground and not think he's a fullback. You know, <laughs> but. Um, I, I just wonder if he'll stay healthy. You know what I mean? I mean, the guy looks like, like you said, he just like looks all like juiced up. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting he's on the juice. It's just like, I don't know. He just doesn't, his body doesn't even look like a quarterback. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I don't know. We'll see, man. Um, I, I thought there were a couple of games. Or what was it? The, the Miami game. I was really impressed with Levis. Does it, so now, yeah, you bring a Callahan, a guy with even more physical tools than, um, you know, than uh, what's his name? Browning had, um, you know, it, it could be a good fit. I just, but you know, I, again, I, yeah, so so many, it's just like, he's good. It, it's one of those classic scenarios where he Callahan's going to be tied to Will Levis a hundred percent in his development. Like if Will Levis does not develop or he doesn't stay on the field, Callahan's gone. It's just as simple as that. It's just really wild too. Like how much these guys are tied to, I mean, I shouldn't say it's wild. Like, yeah, you're tied to your results, but there's so many things that are still out of their control. So it's like, I don't know, like Justin Herbert's played well, right? So like, should, like, shouldn't, shouldn't Kellen Moore like maybe be getting more looks, you know what I mean? Like, cause like he's done what he needed to do with Justin Herbert and sort of with the offense, right? Like the, it's just, um, like I said, I just it's it's interesting how like sometimes I think sometimes good coaches can end up in bad situations. I'm usually that guy that's like, okay, well if you're good, you win. That's it, right? But do do you get what I'm saying here? I like, do. So, I like do. like um again, take, I, I don't g- know getting Jake Browning to play well down the stretch and almost get the Bengals into the playoffs. That's in that division. I mean, that's no, it, that's it's something, right? That's impressive. Um, and then Will Levis, I've seen good things from Will Levis. And then so if you're going to get an offensive, I, I don't know. I kind of like the move. I, I don't think defense was what the Titans needed. No, I, um, honestly, I think I think their defense is going to be hurting, too, because like, you know, if uh, other than Simmons, you know, they, they don't like they don't have a lot of pieces there either. It's not like this was a good football team on either side of the ball. So that's fair. I just I guess I just associate. Nashville or Nashville and Tennessee with more of a defensive um, mindset than than offensive. Just the history of the team, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, that might be an age thing. Cause yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Because I because I still think Oilers too. Yeah, see, I was, and it's War I was, and Moon and it's, exactly. <laughs> and I, mean, I mean, I mean, CJ two K. Don't get me wrong. Like that was that was me growing up. But I I. I'm more of the Vrabel, like maybe it's a recency recency thing for me, just like muck it up, Vrabel, like find a way to win ugly, beat a team that we have no business beating type of thing. Yeah. Which has been the identity of the Titans for the last five years, right? Like win one game that you're not supposed to sneak into the playoffs, maybe win the playoff game, looking at you Ravens and then, uh, you know, bow out after that. And then, uh, 
So the Falcons did. Uh, so yeah, now we get to Raheem Morris. My bad there. Uh, they they hire Falcons hire Raheem Morris after all that courtship with Bill Belichick, and it's like I don't know. It's like the the. Did Belichick even want to do it? Did he was was he ever really in on it? You know what I mean? Like, or was he just like, you know, hopping on for you know some free caviar and wine on uh, Arthur I, Blank's boat? And I want to you know. I want to give Raheem Morris his time, but I have to say one thing about Bill Belichick, and then we can shut up about him. Um, Boston sports media started to talk about how he might go into television. <laughs> shut up. Mm. You know, actually, I don't. It's not the craziest thing, because like people would have said that about like Bill Cower, like like Bill Cower on TV. Fucking kidding me! Like, there's a few coaches where you wouldn't really expect it. I don't know, man. It might be funny. It might be funny to have Belichick on TV, <laughs> especially because they'd be like, "Hey, don't be afraid to show a little bit of your personality." And then like it'll be like cheesy, but it'll be Bill. It's Bill Belichick. So like. You know what I mean? Like, They're like, he could go on with Gronk and Rodney Harrison, and they just started naming out all the Patriots, Julian Edelman, and blah, blah, blah. It's just, and Tom Brady's going to be for fought, and it's just like... Dude, I bet I bet there are producers that could like get it out of him. And it, it, no, it, and he's good when when he is dialed in and he you know he cares about the topic. I mean, we talked about the Army-Navy game and, and how he was hilarious and, you know, on college game day with his little, with his little 1962 helmet. And, and he spoke passionately for, you know, over 10 minutes. And I've talked to, you know, I've mentioned it to you. Like you do get those glimpses from him when you ask about a random punter, you know, uh, for week 13. And, and he's, he's very, um, dude, man, don't even, don't, don't take the human element out of it. Right. Like Linda, Linda left. Right. Like he probably doesn't want to be alone forever. So does he really want to coach for the you know for the remainder of his natural life? Like no, take a take a cushy TV job, Bill. And like, well, he doesn't. And the thing is, he likes he likes his glory. Dollars a year. He didn't. He doesn't. He can go off to Nantucket and and ride his uh, eight rings boat that he he could. But he'd be bored as fuck. Don't. That's what I'm saying. Don't don't underestimate these guys. Don't. Jimmy, like he'll go coach. Do you think Jimmy Johnson or Terry Bradshaw need the money either? Like, tell me. Bill Belichick would not be elated to live on Nantucket and coach some Division Three Cape Cod high school lacrosse team. Come on now, mm. that's his dream. Nah, football. I I think uh, I think doing something at the highest level is still important to him. But I just think like I think that's why broadcasting is good for some of the greats. You know what I mean? I can't believe you're entertaining this. Look. I don't, I, dude, I'm not. I'm not just entertaining it. I want to see it. I think. I think he'd be better than Brady. I think Brady's more of a like weirdo statue. Well, Brady's. Like, well, I mean, Bill Belichick's never going to call a game, right? I mean, that's a little bit different. No, no, but no, I get what you're saying. No, no, no. He's the he's the halftime. He's the in the booth. Analyst. Studio studio yeah. analyst. Yeah, because that he only has to talk for ten minutes. But what he says, like it fucking matters. You know he what looks I mean? good when he wears a suit and tie too. It, yes, yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah. Um. And I'm not honestly Brady would probably be good too because like, he because he would just excel at anything he does right he's just one of those kind of people but you know it, it sure sounded weird to me at first anyway Raheem uh, Morris you promised Raheem Morris so um, you know a lot of a lot of people felt like this job was really desirable uh, and I don't really actually see it they got nothing at quarterback I'm not sure Kyle Pitts is you know what so so you get a couple of you definitely Drake London star right. Um, you know, looks like a budding star. Bijan Robinson again. Running backs actually do matter. 
you know, so thank God. Um, but still not like a, not like a, an impressive offensive line. Terrell, uh, Terrell Jr. at corner, probably one of the uh, best. Yeah, yeah, so Terrell Jr., Grady, ja- aging Grady Jackson at D-tackle, D-line, you know. Where the, he um, started to get hurt like every game towards the end. It was sad to watch. Um, so, yeah, man, I I, uh, I don't know if this is a real desirable job, but yes, in a division that still definitely finding itself, right? Um, you know, it, you, you could see the Bucks falling back off to uh, being a five or six win team, right? So who knows? Yeah, it just this one is interesting to me too because you have all those uh, offensive weapons that you invested in, and then you go with the defensive coach. For me, I would have liked to see a, I would like to see a coach swap. <laughs> just uh, Falcons and and Titans, you know, let's just uh, swap our head coaches that we just hired. I think it would make more sense for Callahan to be in Atlanta with those offensive weapons. And again, maybe it's just my recency bias with Frable. See another defensive guy in Tennessee with with Raheem. Mm. Um, you get what I'm saying though, because like we talked about, like investing in, um, so they don't have the quarterback to invest in with the offensive, you know, offensive guru. But you do have a lot of draft capital invested in the offense in recent years with Kyle Pitts, with Drake London, with Bijan Robinson, and it's just like you're just hoping those guys kind of are skilled enough to to kind of elevate themselves and and you want to focus on the defense okay i guess i get it but i would i would put an offensive mind in there to to help those guys out um well you know maybe maybe brian robinson's part of the rebuild of the offense it's around levis but it's like okay what do we want to bring in for personnel around him no that's that's great i mean there there are there are great offensive coordinator you know out there on the street that you know that's a good point. These coaching staffs aren't all the way, you know, this isn't the entire coaching staff. There's still moves to be made and we can't really judge the full outcome until, until we get those, I guess. All right. Well, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we can't talk about football this long when there's only two games. So, uh, so we got to talk NBA. And so I, I think this, it might've been the lead, honestly, but, um, Luka Doncic scored 73 points tonight. And he did it efficiently, like extremely. So, so okay, so you looked at this. So, yeah, so they beat the Hawks. Uh, yeah, so, um, a yeah very- so, so a little bit of an asterisk because they're the worst defense in the league. Uh, but, it, you know, what? so actually that was my first point that I wanted to ask you about is, so, okay, Carl Anthony Towns goes for 62 the same night as Embiid goes for yep, 70? Monday night was a so, night. In the association. Uh, yeah, it sure was. And then so four days later we get 73. Oh, Booker scored 62. Was that tonight too? I think I think it was. Booker scored 62 against the Pacers. Yeah, they played the Pacers tonight. Yep. But the Pacers won. <laughs> so talk about another team that doesn't play defense. So we kind of already this is this kind of goes to something I, I'm crossing sports here. But there's a little bit of inflation here, right? Like, what does a 62 point game really mean? It's for for in- certain for certain teams, I I think that's true. Not for all. I, I'm I'm gonna push back on that pretty hard. It was um, a question. It was not a statement. Okay, Calm down. Okay. Luca 73. That's a 58 to 61 point game five years ago, um, against that Hawks team. 
Booker said 62 against the Pacers. Yes, sir. That's 47 to 49, maybe 50 point game. Still uh, a great game. Do you, have, um, do you have a formula you're going with here? Or is it this? You sound pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure without without using a formula. My brain is is pretty good on this. Um, just the amount of possessions. I mean, if, if you were to look it up, the amount of possessions that you get against this this year's Pacers or this year's Hawks is definitely inflated, like you said. Um, Joel Embiid's 70 is one of the more impressive performances you'll see. 24 of 41. So so Luca was 25 of 33. So just insanely efficient. Yeah. Um, which makes 24 of 41 sound bad, which it's by no means bad for 70 points. Um just killing it on the mid-range. The big thing with with Embiid was he didn't take threes. Like when he settles for threes, um, he's just not like as engaged for whatever he's not banging down low, he's not going to his fade away, you know, from the block. And then he's not doing that step, step back from, from the elbow. Um, and he's just not engaged. And even if he's making the threes, the Sixers aren't playing as well. He only took two threes that night, hit one of them. Um, and beyond that, it was, it was 18 rebounds and five assists. So he was active. It, it wasn't what cat was doing, which we'll get into a second. Um, and again, his team won, whereas, uh, whereas cats didn't, which is just, just absolutely crazy. Um, insane, insane, insane. Could not believe this stat I have to share with you. Um, my brother's a Sixers fan, and he hit me with this. I, I had to double-check it. Embiid is having, on a per-minute basis, the best scoring season in NBA history. And that's, like, with that, with that in mind, that Wilt averaged over 50 points a game in a year. He averaged 50.4 points per game a year. But he also played 48 and a half minutes, which is, I think, one of the most insane stats in all of sports. He, he averaged more minutes than a regulation game for an entire season. Yeah, so, and yeah, and I, and I don't want to hate on the Embiid thing, but I, I do go back to my inflation thing a little bit. Um, but the Wilt stat is unbelievable. But that being said, I think most people would have said Wilt's... Wilt's is just as inflated, if not more, than just because of the, the level of competition. Okay, yeah, fair. And, and and I was just going to say, I think a lot of people would have said that Wilt's, you know, Wilt's record never would have been broken anyway, right? It, like, I, like that was probably up there for one of those, like, yeah, no one's ever going to touch right. that. Right. So, yeah. So and, and, and it hasn't happened yet, but. So, I don't think I, I, yeah, I didn't. So, 38 points per 36 minutes is, so the efficiency of, of Embiid scoring is unprecedented. He's averaging 38 points per 36 minutes. Wilt. That year he averaged fifty point four was thirty seven point four, so you know half a point difference. Yeah, um, no, that is it's a great stat. Um, and Embiid, dude, you, what's your brother's name? Ryan. Ryan, great stat. Thank you, sir. Um, Does he listen? Is he a listener? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but like, in you're watching that game. He Embiid wasn't chasing. He he wasn't chasing at all. He was getting it within the game flow, which is the biggest thing. They weren't the the Sixers were still running their offense. It was all going on um, at at and dude, Monday was just a great night. As Embiid hits seventy, I'm texting Ryan. We're talking about it, and Cats uh, at forty four at the half, eight and eight and nine from three, uh, just going off against the Hornets, who are a bad team, but they're not they're not dreadful on defense. They're a bad team, but they. 
they play some defense. They're not the Hawks. They're they're not the Pacers, who are better teams than that than the Hornets. I'll, I'll say that, but the Hornets play defense. So forty four at the half, and you're like, okay, he's on pace for eighty eight. So maybe we'll get two seventy point games, right? And then Cat just shits the bed in the second half. Just Minnesota's offense just goes away. It just becomes the Carl Anthony Town show. Anthony Edwards looks scared to shoot the ball, and he's the guy that you know needs to be attacking the rim or creating for himself or you know even coming off screens. He doesn't have to necessarily create for himself, but he needs to jack up a couple shots. He needs to be active, even if he's not doing that. If he's feeding, you know, the ball and and dribble driving and creating a for a shot, but when you're just handing it off to Cat every time and then they're blitzing once he, uh, you know, once he starts to back down and and they're bringing a second guy to him and Cat's either turning it over or jacking up a contested twenty two foot shot. Uh, that's when your fifteen point lead in the fourth quarter goes away against one of the worst teams in the NBA, and you lose. Um, which is exactly what the Timberwolves did, which is just hilarious. I think they were tied for first on Monday night in the Western Conference. I was going to say, if you're not if you're not a playoff team and you're like, this is like our one way that's to what have... The, that's what the Suns did a few years ago. That's what Devin Booker did against the Celtics. He scored 70 or 71, and they were just feeding him every time. In the because there was quarter. nothing else yeah, for that them. Was their like, season. Yeah, that was their season. I get that. Um, but yeah. I, mean, I, had to, I had to pull this up from uh, from Sandbox, actually, because I, I remembered you had the stat. He uh yeah, Towns was 7 of 18 uh, in the second half. Yeah, it's... 2 of 6 in the fourth quarter. Um, big, big shout-out to Chris Finch. Um, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that. He yeah. deserves a hand. He really does. I, this didn't get talked about, amazingly enough. Um, he got pulled. Chris Finch saw enough. He saw his 15-point lead uh, get erased, and they were down by one. 3.53 left in the fourth quarter. And uh, he said... Nope. Sorry, Carl. Uh, you suck right now, and our team sucks, and I don't want to lose to the Hornets. <laughs> Pulled him, and uh, he, he sat for the next two and a half minutes. He finally came back in when they needed offense, when they were still trailing. But yeah, I mean, uh, you never see somebody come out in a... Because um, like the, the talk with Embiid earlier that night was like, uh, the Sixers just have to keep it close so they can keep Embiid in. like Or... or um, Who'd they play? I already forgot. Um, no. no, I'm getting them mixed up now. Jeez. Uh, yeah, the the Spurs because it was Wemby. Um, the Spurs just need to keep it within 15 so Embiid can stay in, and and that was the talk. But with with Cat, I mean, it was a one possession game, and and they took him out. Also, have to shout out Wemby. Um, I just forgot, you know, who they played. So. Uh, forgotten 33 points. He had a good night too, and it just it will never be talked about. Did he have a good def- like? Is Embiid, was, he, is Embiid bullying Wembenyama part of the 70 points too? I mean, it wasn't Wemby wasn't his um, wasn't solely on Embiid. It, they they threw some guys at him. Sohan was on him a lot. Um, it, it was a mix of guys, but yeah, Wemby did did defend him a little bit. Um, but but Wemby went at. Embiid on the other end too, and Wemby gets up for those games like like the Giannis game. I think they played Chet Holgram tonight. Not sure what he did, um, but uh, yeah, Giannis. Who else did he go at earlier in the year? Like when when he's facing a superstar, he he wants to show something, which is you know I respect that. No, we, yeah, we talked about the game against Giannis, and that was yeah that one was fun. 
Um, so yeah, Wemby's not, Wemby's not the story right now, but yeah, like you said, kind of a quiet thirty-three point night. Good, good night for sure. So yeah, um, so the we get the craziness of of Monday. You think that's all over? You wake up Tuesday morning, not not over at all. The NBA drama rolls on in a big way. Uh, Bucks fire Adrian Griffin. Forty-three games in. This this whole thirty thing and thirteen. Is, yeah. <laughs> Second in the Eastern Conference, won five of the last six games. Granted, two of them against the Pistons, and they didn't look good against the Pistons. But still, it's not like you're on a five-game losing streak. It's not like you're you're losing the locker room. Although I think that's what it was. I think uh, like I don't know what else it could be. It's either an Ime Adoka situation that hasn't been leaked, and and they're keeping it in house, and they're maybe they're trying. I mean, do to, we even, we don't even know what the Ime Adoka situation exactly, is still right? Exactly. <laughs> like, we just know that there was a situation. Um, so it's either that or or the the players hated him, which I I don't know how that can be the case. Um, I guess it could be the case, but you don't see that a lot with former players. And and it, it's not like the like Adrian Griffin had a cup of coffee in the league and, and played seven games and then went overseas. He was a he was a journeyman. He played nine years in the league. Like But again, those are the guys that make the best coaches. Like exactly. we, we've said this before. Like yeah. It, Doing enough to hang on and, and, and extend your career, you know probably more than your skills should have allowed right um how old is he like when when did he retire is he 2008 and he went right into coaching so that's um so he played nine years in the league i think he it took him two or three years to get in so that's so that's like 12 out of so that's 30 2008 so we're looking at about 40 late 40s yeah i mean maybe maybe a little bit of a hard ass maybe too i don't know um the whole things were like so. I I didn't find out. You know, you found out Tuesday morning after all the excitement on Monday. I found out Tuesday night on the treadmill and like you know because I until football's over. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the guy that follows the NBA that closely. So I'm watching on the treadmill. You know, at the gym and like the TV right in front of me and and the, it says on ESPN. It's like it's like is Doc Rivers the guy to get the Bucks back on track? And I'm like. What the fuck does Doc Rivers have to do with the Bucks? <laughs> I was like, I might not be the most informed NBA guy, but what is Doc? Because that's how wild this is. Like, we're we were just watching the Bucks game tonight. Um, shit, who they who they lose? They lost to the Hawks tonight, right? No, or, no uh, they lost to. Uh, wait. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, we're terrible. Um, yeah, a lot going on. Yeah. So anyway, but we watched them lose, and Cavs. Uh, right, Cavs. Sorry. Um, so we watched him lose tonight and doc rivers is up in the press box and you know, it comes across the screen has been hired as the bucks head coach It's like, when have we ever seen something like this where a guy comes in mid season and is watching his team that he's about to start coaching, by the way, as you mentioned, didn't get to bring in his own staff. Yeah. Like he can't do that. It's, it's the middle of the year. He can't like, pluck what, guys from other benches. Right. What would you, what would be so extreme like you like you're saying for adrian griffin to get fired for to do something this extreme and like doc Rivers seems like the logical choice to be the guy to bring in during extreme measures he's like he's a respected guy around the league players like coach players coach that maybe that's what they need i like what which leads me to believe that like the hire is what like the hire of doc rivers is what leads me to believe that the players didn't like Adrian Griffin for whatever reason. Like I, I don't understand why. 
Um, obviously, again, we're not in the locker room. We don't see what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know what is said. Um, is it? Here's alternate theory because I have to be fair here because I've always been a Giannis guy because I've always been a like American basketball sucks. European basketball players is where it's at, right? And I still find that to be true. I still think that's true um, for the most part. But like, is basically I'm wondering is Giannis an asshole? Or say it. Is, is it, he a coach killer? I mean, like, I, I mean, is Giannis an asshole, and is, or is the combination of of um, yeah, him and Lillard, uh, of him and Lillard, is, is that is that a coach killer? Is is there something? I don't know. Is this is there a situation where they thought this was going to be some sort of dream team? I mean, again, trading away Holiday. Well, like, what does that do to your team? And again, right. you're, they're second in the East, and I get it. All right, so. The thing is, they're second in the Eastern Conference. Right, they're right. thirty and thirteen when they make this move. It takes time for an offense to gel. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying, is that what they? No, I know. Like, I I know that's not where you're coming from. But how stupid do you have to be if if you're looking at the offensive metrics and you go, huh? Four. We were middle of the pack last year. We're fourteenth in offense. Uh. Now we're third. Okay, our offense is is working because that, that's got, offensive efficiency, right? Yeah, like per possession yeah. is what yeah. you're saying. Obviously, yeah. that's going to improve because you got Damian Lillard. Are they unhappy that they're not one or two? I mean, the Celtics are one. I'm not sure who's two. It's probably the Nuggets. Um, are you are you unhappy that you're not like you got Damian Lillard and you're not the first? Like you could very well be the first by the end of the year. Like you're still working out how to implement. Damian Lillard, and we got to remember, Drew Holiday was on the Bucks when Adrian Griffin was hired. It, it wasn't like Damian Lillard is in town, and now we're going to go get Adrian Griffin. Like Adrian Griffin took the job with Drew Holiday on the roster, and like, are you upset about the defense? If you're the owner, the GM, whoever made this decision, uh, fourth ranked defense last year. That's what I heard all day. Tuesday afternoon on ESPN about, oh, their defense has fallen off. Their defense has fallen off. Yeah, they're 22nd this year. What happens when you get rid of an all-NBA, your all-NBA defender? Brooke Lopez is second in the league in blocks. Okay, that's only one measure. So you have a rim protector, but you don't have a perimeter defender. Drew Holiday was that. And more than Drew Holiday, you also got rid of Grayson Allen, who off the bench is kind of that. Kind of creates for his own. You traded him over to to Phoenix. You got rid of him in the, like you got rid of your two guys who are your perimeter defenders. Chris Middleton sort of used to be that, but now he's hurt. Doesn't doesn't play a lot. His efficiency's down on offense. I don't think he moves as well as he used to. Like it's just like you're giving up on your defense and then you're bringing this coach in and it's not you saying it. It's it's, it's the pundits. I'll give you that, but if that is actually the case, that's bullshit. Like Adrian Griffin didn't get a fair shake. I hope he goes somewhere else and, and succeeds. But um, but yeah, I mean, again, Doc, Doc being the the hire makes me believe it was the players because he is a player's coach. Um and and he knows how to press the right buttons and get guys motivated. But I mean I mean, three coaches in in 
I mean, seven we, months now. I mean, we, we, I mean, I mean, Bud didn't. Bud was no bum. I mean, two hundred fifty-one and one twenty in five years won a championship. Or so you, you had two seventy-one and two seventy-one. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I was just going off the the, the top of the brain there. Was, Is it just a matter of the? I mean, like, are they looking at this like a, they don't want to be a Chargers? They don't want to be a Bills? Where they? But like they just, halfway I mean, through a year, you I didn't would, even give it a full. A full I got go. you. I got you. No, I know because it's under a new coach, right? And it, but are they saying we're seeing the same, the same old shit? So we because I, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate here, but I, in a way I get it. I mean, thirty and thirteen is results. It's second in the East. You know what I mean? That is results. But if we like, if it's a, if it's another year of being the second best team in the East, and that's that's unacceptable. I can sort of respect that mentality, but it's like, how do you determine that? There's too many factors that changed. But, but, no, no, no. Well, I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is, no, like, I, I think I'm making your case for you. Is is Giannis a coach killer? And so, like, if you keep because you're always going to cater to the star, right? So even even if it's not Giannis, you know, calling for it, which he could be behind closed doors because you know he want he's image conscious or whatever, right? But maybe he's not even calling for it. It's just a matter of like, well, he put like, the pressure on. Like, the- well, I'm the, we're not going to get rid of Giannis because we're Milwaukee and we're a small market team, and so we're not going to be able to get anybody back for him, right? And we're not going to be able to keep anybody long term. So especially a small market team like Milwaukee is going to cater to Giannis, yeah, no matter and, what. And he knows that, and that's why he put the pressure on the organization this, you know, and said, uh, "I'm not going to resign just to resign. So I, this, need, I need to see results." Okay, bye, bud. This okay, kind of we'll, we'll speaks to my him. NBA is bullshit. We'll mentality. hire Adrian Griffin, and then oh, like was Giannis not happy? I, I don't, I don't know. It, it, something it, it, had to we're, happen. We're, I, that's what I'm saying. We're yelling at him for something we we don't even know happened, but it just none of this makes any sense, and we've never really seen anything like it. And there was a report that Giannis, but we said got, his brother is untouchable. <laughs> like I mean, who's the worst player in the NBA it's by bizarre. far? It's by bizarre. far, it, the, but yeah, it, like. It, just trying to come up with an, like our own plausible. So I, I don't want to put this on Giannis without, you know, I guess there is some evidence though. You know what I mean? And I think three coaches in seven months, that's right. a lot. And it's, and it's still his, I think it's his team. It's not, you know, it's not Lillard's team. It's his team. So oh, it's a hundred percent. I think Lillard is bought into that. And, and I say like, we haven't really seen anything like this. And the other part of it that we haven't really seen anything like this, like this is, when do the big stars sign with the small market team? Never, right? right? Like, yeah, and that was what made me like Giannis. I was like, oh, he, loyalty. He stuck with the team that, that drafted him and everything like that. Like, so I respected that. But now, if he's like using it to hold them over a barrel, then he's actually everything that's wrong with the NBA. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just likes being a big fish in a small pond. This again, this is all hypothetical. We don't know if this is the case, but there is some evidence to suggest it because again, it's almost unprecedented. Like living I mean, long enough to become the villain type of type of I mean maybe situation. or 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 just get corrupted by America's bullshit when you were cool when you were a European basketball player and now he's too Americanized I don't know I don't know man um, I think that's a good place to that's a great place to move to uh, just you know to give a shout out I'm gonna try and be nice to LeBron as much as I hate him it's a it's a very Patrick Mahomes esque thing I even said LeBron or Mahomes is the LeBron of the NBA of the, yeah. Mahomes is the LeBron of the NFL. That's what I was trying to say. And I think there's a lot of comparisons there, actually. So, uh, but anyway, greatness is one of those comparisons. And uh, 
20 all-star games. And the thing is, sometimes all-star games are bullshit. I don't give a shit about all-star games in any sport. I really don't. Um, NHL, I'm looking at you, Mr. Everyone Gets a Trophy. Is it? Everyone, well, every team gets a player. Oh, right. Bullshit. Well, yeah, MLB too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but LeBron, 20, straight, 20 all-star games and all deserved. So I just got to give credit where it's due. That, that's a record, by the way, 20 all-star games. Um, there wasn't a token one, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Kobe rest his soul. His last year didn't, you know, didn't, you know what I mean? For, for the merits of that season, yeah. there was no reason for him to be I an all-star. I think Derek got one that he probably didn't deserve. Yeah, you Timmy, know. Like, Timmy might have as well. And it, it, I don't say that with any, like, malice or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, like no, LeBron's still playing at an all-star level. Oh, yeah, no which doubt. Is, which is unbelievable. 39, so, I mean, insane. It's absolutely crazy. Um, okay. So let's uh, let's move on to our holidays in history. Every day is a holiday. Every day is an important day in history. We got to celebrate them, um, especially in these dog days of winter. Winter sucks. Dog days. I see what you did there. So, yeah, as I uh, yeah, I, I really thought you stole that from me. So as I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were referencing a movie or something. I, like, I don't know the movie. I've just heard the saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Mawson used it in a headline at our at our local paper today, and I was like, I know where you got that. And he's like, What are you talking about? <laughs> Subconsciously, probably. You know, I've probably heard it a few <laughs> times from you, and that's why it was in the brain. But all right, holidays in history. So. January 27th, Saturday, January 27th. It's Thomas Crapper Day because we, I didn't actually know this, but he's the man that he didn't invent the toilet. Uh, and I think even South Park would teach you that. But Thomas Crapper, he he perfected the toilet uh, with the mechanism and the ball to stop the water flow and everything like that. Um, Might need him over here. And so, so yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You, you, your crapper is uh, uncrapperized. Um, <laughs> it's a crappy crapper, but... Yeah. So anyway, so it's li- like taking a crap is literally named for this guy, and I like you know what? That's funny. It's funny that like it, like you know pun gotcha. intended. I guess it's a you know it's a shitty connotation, but I mean th- think of how important this guy was to to modern civilization. Oh yeah. You know Miles Jack. You know. So, yeah, that's right. My uh, man, that was that was an obscure reference. That was a pull. That's a, I, th- I think only like three people that listen to the podcast are going to remember that. That Miles Jack left the NFL to become a, a plumber slash electrician. He wanted to do something in the trades, basically. Um, and then he came back to the Eagles for like two weeks, and then he went back to <laughs> the Steelers he, for the playoffs. Right? Like, Wait, did he? I think he was on the Steelers for the playoffs run because their linebackers got hurt. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> Not Jeez. not preparing for the apocalypse. Apparently, I had no idea. I didn't even realize Jack came. I wish we had talked about it then. Um, okay, so uh, I need to watch the the. I just need to watch the transaction wires more. Um, all right. Uh, also, January twenty seventh, nineteen fifty one, uh, was the first Nevada uh, uh, Nevada test site detonation. Um, obviously, not the first uh, you know atomic or nuclear weapon or anything, uh, but this was the first one in Nevada. And there's just a great photo um i think it's like 1985 when they're still testing nuclear weapons or something like that but it's like this picture i'm sure most people have seen it online where it's like just two girls in a bikini uh on either side of a guy in a smurf suit and then there's a little kid talking to the smurf and it's in front of a hardy's and then there's a mushroom cloud in the background and it's just like yeah you described it to america me, and i hadn't seen it before and it, what a what a visual and other than the smurf i described it perfectly yeah right? you did. It was, it was, yeah it was, i I envisioned it pre- pretty well from what you were saying. Somehow I forgot the Smurf. Like that's how that's <laughs> oh, how oh, the mascot. You're like, oh yeah, how, how did I forget that one? That's how America that that one. Yeah, was. seriously. Like that's yeah. 
the fact that you can forget a Smurf in a in a photograph goes a long way. It's a lot going on. All right, uh, January twenty eighth is Lego Day. I mean, I, I mean, who the fuck didn't play with Legos, right? Um, also, Seriously. yeah, uh, nineteen eighty six year of my birth. Uh, this was a little bit before my birth. The Challenger explosion, obviously, very sad. Um, and then, I mean, so near and dear to our heart because it was uh, New Hampshire. We're, we're both we both have New Hampshire ties. Uh, Krista McAuliffe, uh, she was a school teacher, and she she has a planetarium named after her there in New Hampshire. Um, but basically, just like any time, like I highlight these things because just like the massive balls on these people, figuratively, obviously, since we're talking about Krista McAuliffe, but the massive balls on these people to go to space. Um, I mean, obviously, I would go to space if I had the chance, but just like I don't care. Like, and I'm not saying I'm brave. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Like, they had a mission. Like, imagine I, like, seeing the Earth, <laughs> dude. There was actually what was it? Uh, so Casey and I were, uh, so my wife Casey and I were watching this show uh, on Hulu. It's just like literally the 90s. It's like 10 episodes about the 90s. And uh, for you, it would be like a history lesson for us. It's like, I remember. Um, so yeah. <laughs> but, um, and we were watching when they went to the space station, which I think was just like right after the 90s were over. But it was an American fighter pilot and a Russian fighter pilot. They're both astronauts now. And we were cool with Russia for a little while after the fall of the Soviet Union. And they're up there in the space station. And they're like, yeah, that's where I, uh, that's the, I can see the base, you know, where I, where I flew from. Oh, I can see the base where I flew from. And they, and they both just kind of like had a moment where they're like, wow, what we're doing is way bigger than that. That's crazy. And it's like, it's crazy. And it's kind of sad because now we're like, we're all fucked up with Russia again, you know? But yeah. anyway, um, okay. 129. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, speaking of like uh, flashing back to the 90s, uh, so 129 is curmudgeon day. So, I mean, who's your favorite curmudgeon, buddy? That's, I don't know. Well, what the fuck? Really? I mean, I, like, I, I was like tossing you a softball there. I figured it'd be me, but you know, um, unless you just don't consider me a curmudgeon anymore. I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't know how to No, say yeah, that. it's you. It's you. <laughs> For sure. All right, uh, January 29th is Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. Again, I mean, what else is there to say? It's just like who who can really resist the temptation to pop bubble wrap? Even when even when it's needed, you know, you, you got to pop the bubble wrap. No, oh, yeah, bubble wrap's the best. It's it's one of the most difficult things to resist, I'd say, than to pop the bubble wrap. Yeah. Um, January 29th, 1936 was the first uh, Hall of Fame, uh, Pro Baseball Hall of Fame class Included Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Honus Wagner, Christy Mathewson, and Walter Johnson. January 29th, 1835, Andrew Jackson f- survived the first presidential assassination attempt. And I'm laughing because, um, shit, I don't even remember the guy's name. But the guy pulled the, pulled the gun on Jackson, pulled the trigger, misfired. Jackson starts beating 67-year-old Andrew Jackson, who was a piece of shit, but he was a tough old bastard. Um, started beating the shit out of this guy and the guy pulled a second pistol and that one misfired richard lawrence richard lawrence um so the unluckiest assassin in history (laughs) and uh man like talk about butterfly effect things like if that second gun goes off like i wonder you know how the world changes right who knows um January 30th is National Plan for Vacation Day. Uh, I think you and I both have that covered. I mean, yeah. you're, go- you're going to you're going to Canada for how long? Uh, like four days. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple days. Nice. Um, dude, you know what's wild? I spent 
what the better part of 11 years of my life in Vermont between my two stints here. Never been to Canada. I've never been to Canada either. And that's kind of the, the whole reason I'm going. Yeah. I need to make that happen eventually. Um, but oh. yeah, but I am going to Arizona, which I, I've already been to because I was stationed there. Sedona, <laughs> yeah. You got to get on the pink Jeeps. I'm the, telling you pink Jeep tour. Okay. I got to mention the pink Jeeps to Casey. It's, 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 it basically sounds like a Barbie mobile. So like, I mean, I like the movies so and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Jen and I went through there, we saw a bunch. I mean, we, we didn't spend much time in Sedona. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wish I could have spent more. I'm going to be very jealous of you. I'm just Ken. <laughs> Have you, I mean, have you seen the movie yet? No, I haven't. Oh, I okay. Well, you guys should watch Am it. Am I sexist because I've watched Oppenheimer and not Barbie yet? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I had COVID, so calm down. You sack of shit. You, uh, okay, you had COVID. You had plenty of time to watch movies. Yeah, well, it wasn't free. Including, so. var- including Varsity Blues. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I was on a military kick. <laughs> Wait, what did you watch? Uh, the I, I was telling you about the um, the World War II uh, the ship that that went through the neutral zone. Oh, Greyhound. Greyhound. Okay. okay. I watched a couple of sniper movies as well. I, I was really trying to watch snipers, and then I fell into like Greyhound. Did you watch American Sniper? No, I haven't I've, actually I've, seen that. I've one. seen American Sniper. It's very good. Okay. Or I think it's very good. Now you're gonna make fun of me, but uh, when you I, when you watch it, maybe it's very sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. kind you of know already the know the story. story yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Not sad. On January 30th is inane answering message day. Uh, so, like, dude, I mean, did you did you have answering machines at all growing up? Or is that was that already? Yeah, like thing? on the home phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still had answering machines. Did you did you make goofy fucking messages? Did you like? No, you I, I mean, I was too young to do that myself. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I mean, like my mom like made us a part of it. And oh, so we, no, we actually had, I think we were a uh, generic family. I think it was just the automated. Oh. Yeah. Sad. No spice in the moss Sad. in the household, I guess. <laughs> do you, I, I can remember my, um, do you remember your landline number? Yes. 603-474-8902. 603-942-5107. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Weird. Um, even though I don't know anyone's cell phone. I know. I know. Because I know, I know you don't have to. I know Casey's cell phone number. I know my sister's cell phone number. I know number. my mom's cell phone number. I think I know my dad's. Uh, that's it. Yeah. In my own. Hmm. And that's why I don't change mine, because for the few people that actually know mine, right? All right. Uh, but yeah, we made fun answering. We, like, we'd sing songs, and especially around Christmas time, we'd do remixes yeah, of nice. Jingle Bells. I mean, nice. all kinds of good stuff, you know. Um, all right, January 31st, Doug Williams, uh, first uh, black quarterback to lead his team to a Super Bowl victory. Um, speaking of watching that 90s show, it's like you don't really think like I'm getting kind of deep here for holidays in history, but that's okay every <laughs> once in a while. It's like I never really realized how important like a movie like Blade was to to black people. And I'm sure I, I don't want to like listen to like the three black people on that on that nineties show, but they were like, Yeah, it was like the first time that we saw like a black guy could be a superhero. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, I never thought of Blade like that at all. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, it's just, it's it's uh it's interesting stuff for sure. Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff about that because there's the there's the LA riots and it's like even like you, when you think of OJ again, it's just history to you, you know. Yeah, no, I yeah. and like and no to me, current. it's just I was just like a kid. But you think like OJ happened right after the LA riots, and so it's like, like yeah, there's conspiracy because everybody knows OJ was guilty as shit. But it's like they didn't want to go through that shit again. And then yeah, of course, black people laughed because they, they were like, and they're not even bad for it because they're like, you know what? Guess what? We're, yeah, 
we we got one. Yeah, exactly. What, what, What's one a guilt- scoreboard? Now, yeah. You know, I mean, all those guilty fucking shitty white cops in L.A. that that, that were quote unquote innocent, and now and now O.J.'s innocent. So yeah, of course they laughed. You know, right? So whatever. I don't know. Um, again, I'm just an idiot with a microphone. <laughs> like, don't, don't don't listen to me about you know uh, politics and social issues, please. Uh, all right, February first is uh, Spunky Old Broads Day. I don't. Yeah, that's a new one. That's, um, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. That's I mean, everybody one. everybody likes Spunky Old Broads, right? Spunky's like, just a great name. As actually one of my cats uh, growing up, name was Spunky. Well, that was uh, well, shit again. Rocco's Modern Life. That was his dog on. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, do you know? I, I, do you, I know it. Didn't didn't really watch it, but I I know it. So Sp- so Spunky was his dog. Okay, okay. I, I didn't know that. Um. All right. Uh. But yeah. Every like everybody likes a spunky old broad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a little bit of sass, a little bit of smart ass to her. You know what I mean? Like so. It's just don't be a cranky old broad. You, yeah. I mean, you can be, but like I need to incorporate spunky in my vocabulary more often. Or you is basically what I've learned from this. Yeah. Or you've got. Or you've got spunk. Like, 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 let's take it back because now it's got a negative connotation with, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I just think of my cat. I love that cat. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, February 1st, 2004, was it, it was Nipplegate. It was just Janet Jackson, man. Speaking of spunky old broads, right? Um, you know, she wasn't old. She, she wasn't really old then. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. We were just talking. So, so Casey, you know, again, my wife Casey just read uh, Britney Spears' memoir, which uh, so she, she has a very eclectic uh, taste. You know what I mean? She's all over the place. This is not a book I would have expected her to yeah. read. Um, and so she and uh, I think it was actually for a book club or something. So she read Britney Spears' memoir, and basically, it paints it it, uh, it, it paints Justin Timberlake as a real piece piece of shit because they were dating at the time, hmm. and. Um, so this is like kind of like a, a a debate of the sexes, I think, to a certain degree, because I was like, she, basically, she's saying he didn't take any responsibility for it, and I don't know, like, like, do, I mean, do you remember it? Do you like you you just remember your family watching it, and it was just kind of like, yeah, I, I don't even remember like some like I remember watching it, and then like I don't even know if there's a reaction or anything, like immediately. I think I remember like hearing about it on TV later, but. I was too young to really know what was going on in any. Yeah. Well, I was not because I again that that was that was the Eagles Super Bowl. I, it, it had to have been right. It was the year I graduated. It was two thousand four. Yeah, I mean, it's, I if had it was two thousand four, then yeah, the Eagles Patriots Super because Bowl. Patriots won it in two thousand one against the Rams, and then two thousand three was Panthers. Was and then- Panthers, but that would no, that would have been 2004 because that would have been the 2003 season, and they won it in 2004. Or no, um, we're too late in the show for me to look. Yeah, this yeah, up. I think you're, I, it might be. Eagles. I totally remember it. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember if she even did. She admit that they did. They plan it. I don't know. I mean, they like. I don't know. I mean, it, it, a whole. It's one ca- of those things that I've just heard about, I've never looked into. Just kind of. Yeah, a whole catchphrase came out of it. Obviously, wardrobe malfunction that's still used to this day. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like Janet Jackson recovered pr- pr- fairly well from it. You know, I think everything's okay. I don't know, but it, but maybe not. Maybe it's not okay know. from again from women's perspective. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and February second is Groundhog Day. Uh, okay, so if he sees his shadow, then he hides, and then there's. Six more 
weeks of yeah, winter scared or something. This fucking groundhog better not see any fucking shadows. I think he does. Like I, I feel like he sees it every year. It's just like a, haha. Six more weeks of winter. Well, at least I'll be gone. Uh, I'll be in sunny Arizona for five days out of that bullshit. There you so, go. Yeah. Um, I'll be in sunny Niagara Falls. <laughs> I mean, at least it'd be somewhere like yeah, like pretty, right? You yeah. Know, like, yeah. So it's could be worse. Um. All right. Uh. Shout out to Jacob Rich. Uh, it's National Catcher's Day, you fucker, so you better be still be listening. Um, but, yeah, that's my favorite catcher, him and Jason Veritek. Yeah, Ver- uh, mine's Veritek. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, well, I, you know, I'm kind of – I'll admit my bias, but Jake's, Jake is a great catcher. No, he can so. rake. Um, and he, yeah, I mean, really, he's a defensive catcher, but, you know, but we have we have a video on our social of him hitting a home run. So. Against a Division One team, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it was a sacred heart it was right yeah yeah i think it was um so anyway uh bring your ass back on the show too jake all right uh and then uh last but not least i just think this is wild 1812 the russians had a uh they had a base for fort ross uh it was just north of san francisco so this is 1812 so obviously not too long after the establishment of the united states but yeah the 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 Russians had a like legit presence here in california and they were actually beefing with mexicans i didn't know that Russians and Mexicans had ever interacted in any way, ever. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't either. Um, and uh, you know what? This just, it, it just hit me. We're doing this segment of the show just so you can be better at trivia. Uh, yeah, you know, like really, if I really, <laughs> if I really want to get on Jeopardy someday, <laughs> if I really want to get on Jeopardy someday, I should be doing crossword puzzles. Um, just just but a I, realization in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, are you putting this on me? I thought you liked this. No, segment. I do, I do. But I was just like, wait a minute. Tori's getting a lot of knowledge from this. Why, why is it just me? No, you, I am you too. Didn't... No, I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate it, but but you're the trivia guy here, so. I think we're, no, you could be trivia guy too. So, like, we could both go on Jeopardy um, after, yeah, a couple of years of this, right? But, uh, yeah, so you basically, you, you almost had... I don't know, borscht tacos or something. I mean, if, if things, are, you know, again, butterfly effect, a couple things go differently, and then... Vodka tequila. Is a, uh, you know, actually, it did say on the history.com thing, it was basically like they were Alaskan. They were like the Russian settlers in Alaska. They came down south to, the, to oh, this okay. place. And then basically they overhunted the area of all the otters and stuff like that. So the only thing that grew was potatoes, and they were basically like, eh, "Potatoes actually grow in Alaska too, so this is stupid." And they just like, and they just kind of gave up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, a couple things go differently though, and then maybe they don't overhunt, and then maybe Andrew Jackson gets assassinated by that guy, and yeah, we have like and you know no sellout sports. It's and like, then, it's and then we have mean. yeah, and then we have you know Stalingrad, California, uh, I don't, which I guess we kind of already do because it's pretty commie out there, so. All right, all right. Yeah, it's a good place to. That's to a great end place things. to end. Yeah, I always, I always music. find a way to to, to <laughs> hit the negative. All right, thank you everybody for being here with us. Uh, this one was a this one was like I think it was rambly, but it, it went okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought, Just, I, I thought it went well. Always glad to have you guys here. Like I said, shoot us that email at selloutsports eight hundred two at gmail. Um, or if you have my phone number, just shoot me a text and tell me what you want to hear on the show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks, Cat TV, for the equipment. And it's only going to get better. Thank you, guys.